0: This is the it's, chef, it's, it's Show. show, 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 show. Four, I feel really good now. Three. Keep drinking that wow. energy. One. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make art. To make art. And when things get tough, this is what Turn you should do. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. Make Come on. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. Three. I hope they get it, I'm sick of explaining history I'm rolling with a circle of winners, we claim claiming victories This about to be the realest shit you ever heard yeah, You're in a transitional world, right
1: now. Yeah, it's just basically going for it, you know? sometimes you, know, you think about getting hurt or slamming but you know it, it happens it's skateboarding it happens game, every day yeah people are worried about skateboarding and the state of the industry yeah. the truth is we are the industry yeah. the skateboarders are the industry
0: experience i guess just because there's like i've never seen like that many skaters in one place
1: just like it's like we, it's take, like over we take, over take over the street,
0: street. <laughs>
1: All right, what the fuck is up, everybody? We are back. Its <laughs> <Today's laughs> guest is Jordan Huffart. What's up, man?
0: What up, Anthony? How you doing, brother?
1: Chilling, man. I'm, psych- I'm psyched to be talking to you, man. I, um, we were just talking a little bit before I hit record, and you're saying, uh, you're a, d- you're a papa bear now, so you have to, um, to do some stuff. What were you up to today?
0: Well, um, uh, my stepson's 11, and so he's getting into all types of, you know, when you're 11. I think I've been skating a little bit, but I also was into all sorts of other stuff. So he's just, he's just dabbling in everything, and, and uh, for his birthday, he got a new go-kart. And uh, one of his, from school, his dad has, like, two acres kind of out in the cuts of Vista, so he built a go-kart track out there. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, un- actually, like, go out there and just do it, because
1: <laughs> It's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, it's so <laughs> sick. So, um and the dad's like super rowdy. He's just like, you know, he does con- he does, he does concrete and whatnot, but he like grew up skating and whatnot. So we just kinda like hung out. But uh so anyway the kids just smashed all these go karts which uh we backed. So I brought <laughs> my welder I brought my welder over there and uh we just had to weld up the frames a little bit.
1: You had a yeah. fucking demolition derby.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. We had to weld those frames so they don't stab themselves. <laughs> I That's wanted them to live a little longer.
1: <laughs> That's sick, man. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you've heard my podcast before, but there's not much of a there's. It's kind of just a freestyle. We could talk about anything, and I love to jump around. So I hope you cool. do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I jump around all the time.
1: Perfect. All right. I kind of like where I want to start right now would be how did you find your first skateboard?
0: Uh, how did I find it? Well, um, uh, my uncle uh came and lived with us one summer um he when he was uh in transition trying to figure out who he was and what he was all doing so he was kind of nomad for a while and he brought a freestyle skateboard over with him so that was probably my first taste he would go in the um front patio and just kind of do like freestyle wheelies and like uh you know spins and stuff and and i remember he like drilled a hockey puck to the tail so that he wouldn't scrape the board down (laughs) Yeah. Which I thought was very Canadian of
1: <laughs> and very innovative. He was head of the he was head of Tail Devils, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, right? So was he the was OG Tail Devil? Yeah. Was your uncle considered a crazy uncle? Because he's like in transition, skateboarding, gluing hockey pucks to his skateboard.
0: Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe, but certain some standards. But I mean, I think in Canada, that's pretty like no.
1: <laughs> they're just down. They're like hell yeah that's awesome yeah,
0: yeah yeah he was just i mean that was just you know back in, let me see 90 90 1990 probably so um you know i don't think he really kept tabs on skating so much it was just he just had a board and he liked to fuck around you know so
1: that's cool so did um, you did you yeah. did you pick up the freestyle board and try that thing
0: well actually like after he kind of like moved out or left or whatever he was like with it. and once he like bailed he like gave it to me so that was like my first keyboard you know because i was jordan one sec him.
1: the phone's just breaking up
0: oh no are you there now
1: yeah you sound good okay
0: i'm just gonna pull over right here dude
1: all right whatever works
0: yeah no doubt
1: I can I edit know. some of this too. I have people that like produce my podcast, so we can edit out whatever. But usually, I just say fuck it, cause this is good. This is good podcast material right now.
0: Yeah, sometimes you gotta just let it go, dude.
1: Yeah, like the fact that you're down while you're driving to do the podcast means we have <laughs> to keep this in, cause that's fucking awesome.
0: That's well, a, the thing. The thing is that I have terrible, like terrible, like uh, scheduling. Like I always think I'm gonna like. Nail it and then I end up just blowing it like yeah. super hard because I like I'm like oh yeah I got enough time to do that and then it's like <laughs> dude not even close like you're blowing it
1: for it's because sure. you're a skateboarder man don't worry about it
0: yeah that's true huh we don't we don't come from the um what would, you, what would you call that uh punctual most punctual group
1: we're outside of a box you could say like we're there's a box of like normal people and then you could like their skateboarders are a little outside that box
0: definitely definitely
1: i was trying to get sierra on on um, the last two days and he was like down and then i tried to get him on he was the ghost but i'm like this yeah. this dude is so awesome that i'm like i gotta get him on the podcast you want to hear the list of stuff jordan he told me he wanted to talk about
0: that sierra wanted to talk about
1: yeah he he kind of i was like what are you into man and he kind of told me because i don't really know him that well i just know him through skating but yeah. uh this is the list i have right here it's um poetry solid super excited to talk about that one hip-hop church hip-hop church which is fucking rad because most people don't even want to talk about religion i'm fucking down um he told me about a sermon where he tries to make his pastor's sermon rhyme so it's hip-hop church and he texted to me and it was really awesome actually (laughs) um tampa tampa am he he told me investments i don't know what that means but i'm hyped
0: that could be, that could go multiple, uh, avenues, I think.
1: He's, Sierra seems like a really rad person, I'm definitely gonna try to get him on. But similar to you, back to you. He's like hard to nail down, dude. Hard to nail down.
0: What? I wasn't hard to nail down.
1: <laughs> no, you were actually really on point. You're doing it while you're driving, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm parked now though, so.
1: So, all right. Sorry to jump around, dude. I like to jump around, but back to your uncle. So he left, and you got the skateboard, and you got to mess around with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he left it with me, and that was kind of like my first taste. I think I was like five.
1: Holy shit! Like
0: five? Yeah. So, um, so then that Christmas, my parents got my sister and I Nash completes from uh, it's a, a department store called Zellers. It's basically like Canadian Walmart, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, they were, like, neon green, and they had saws on the bottom, like, saw blades, and it said Nash. (laughs) Sick. It was just, and they had guards on everything, like, fucking rail guards, nose, tail guards, like, truck guards, like, all the shit.
1: It was before, you know, because before you got that, they were using hockey pucks for that type of stuff, and then they upgraded.
0: We got a little upgrade. kind (laughs) Kind of an upgrade. So does, but, your, uh,
1: does your sister still skate? No,
0: nah, no, nah, she's uh she's a she does hair. She's a hairdresser.
1: Hell yeah, That's tight. Yeah,
0: no, nah, she was into it. She kind of like got me got me more into it because she's she's almost five years older. So like once we started rolling around, so I was like five, just turning six, and she was like, well, she's like four and a half, so she was like nine. Yeah. So you know, we just kind of fucked around. My dad my dad built me two quarter pipes that hit vert at three feet That's sick uh, so little channel gap. so like that was the first ramp i dropped in on was like a three foot vert ramp
1: is he like is he responsible for you having a concrete transition in your backyard because he could have built you a box and you could have been a super tech like ledge skater but he bought he, he brought you right to vert to learn yep. yeah
0: <laughs> you know maybe but I, I mean i still suck at that shit
1: <laughs> i would dis- <laughs> i would disagree you if you suck, I'm fucking horrible. <laughs>
0: well, that's kind of, like, why I built it, is because I just, I knew I wasn't great at it, but I wanted to get better. Just so, like, you know when you show up at a park and you and you just feel limited into, like, one section because that's, like, all you know how to skate? I just want to, like, skating always was about, like, flowing, you know, and, like, oh, yeah. hitting the whole park. Like, I like watching Burrard skate and fucking Mike Peterson and... Remember, like, this one might be kind of random, but, like, Billy Pepper did this line in 4-1-1, and it was just, like, through all these titties, I think it was in (laughs) a park or something like that, and he, like, nollie-heeled his titty, and he just kind of, like, was flowing, and it just looked like, man, these guys can skate everything, and that was kind of, like, what I wanted to do, you know?
1: I love people that skate more than one thing because, uh, it kind of died out for a while there in skateboarding. It was like, like, uh, handrails and stairs for a long time, and I feel like that is kind of loosened up now. People are like, you know what, we want to watch all types of skateboarding, and that's fucking awesome by me because anything on a skateboard is fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) It makes it, yeah, You, you get bored otherwise, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's like, there's so much to skating, like, um... Why limit it? You know what I mean? It's like if you're go- if we're all gonna skate until we can't walk no more. Let's be honest. Let's 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 open up the doors a little bit and have fun.
0: Especially if you're like um, allowing yourself to have the title like pro skater, I feel like you should be able to fucking <laughs> yeah, a little bit of skate, <laughs> skate kind of everything, you know? Like what what are you pro at? Uh, rails and stairs. I can't fucking drop in on quarter five though. Like
1: yeah, it sucks because like um. Some of the best skating is like the the funnest and best feeling. Skating is like the simplest shit, like power sliding, like just pumping. Learning how to pump a ramp is like such a rad feeling. Um, pushing, yeah. pushing, like all that shit that like kind of disappeared for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's like, dude, it took me a while to like really mature as a skater. Like I was, I was definitely caught up as to like. The really thing of skating, skating to me has, like, changed a lot more. Like, I'm, I'm I'm more much more aware of, like, the style and finesse factor, you know? And I, yeah. I understand that, you know, we're not all blessed with it. But, like, when I grew up, like, skating and, like, move started first moving down here and, like, sessioning, I was just like, all right, let's go try to get the gnarly shit, you know? And just get, I wasn't necessarily good, but I just fucking jumped down something until I either couldn't walk or I'd, like, roll, you know, like, black out and roll away you know what i mean
1: hell yeah i've, I've had to piss cranberry color a few times because of that
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so, like and so i so it kind of just like i felt like i always had to like prove myself to some point you know yeah. and it wasn't until uh it wasn't until in the last couple years that i really started like thinking about like man like you don't have like the gnarly shit doesn't mean it's the best you know it's just like it's the way someone does something and i know like you hear it all the time but it didn't actually like really ring true until like the last couple years you know
1: yeah and that, and that's awesome and it's similar with me man that's like a sign of growth and change and that's like how you hang on to something as you grow you know that's why yeah. you, like all the dudes i always looked up to were like like susky brian anderson um steve nesser uh-huh. People, they could all do training tricks, and they all had, like, a sick style, and, like, they would do big stuff, too. I like a little bit of everything. I think it just... But, like, they,
0: they did it all proper, and it looked like, you know, they knew exactly what they were doing, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, who would who would you say? Do you have a top three of people that you just always enjoyed their skating?
0: Oh, yeah, um, Boozenits.
1: Fuck, yeah.
0: Well, there's four. There's Booznitz, Kirchart, Reynolds, Ooh. and fucking Cardio. Yeah.
1: Dang. Yeah, it's can't go wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, and they're all super powerful, but um, they all just look so in control, like, you know?
1: Yeah, especially, like, Cardiel is a sick, because he's, like, he's going so crazy, and, like, yeah. hanging on, but full control, and, like, surfing yeah. stuff. So gnar. Yeah,
0: he just, he used his, like, whole body, you know what I mean? Like, he used every part of him to fucking make that trick happen, you know? <laughs> So fucking sick,
1: dude. Alright, alright. We're getting a little too skate rat for the people out there. We gotta stop. Um, Oh, okay. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. We gotta go back a little bit. We gotta go back to Canada. uh, Because you're from Canada. Are you a citizen of the States now?
0: I got my green card, so I'm a permanent resident, I guess you could say.
1: Well, welcome, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) How was it growing up in Canada?
0: It's cold. Yeah. Um I guess it's a lot like the East Coast. It's probably pretty similar to where you grew up, you know?
1: Do you guys have um three feet of snow on the ground like us right now, would you in Canada?
0: Is that what you got right now?
1: E- um, easily.
0: Damn, nah, you know what? I'd say Vancouver is probably the mellowest for snow out of all the rest of Canada.
1: Uh okay. Well we got... we're
0: like we we just got a lot of rain. We're at like two and a half hours north of Seattle, so makes sense. Yeah. It's like we got pretty much the same weather pattern as Seattle.
1: Do you have good music that comes out of there? Because Seattle seems to have some pretty sick music.
0: Yeah, no, I'd say Kemp's <laughs> got some fucking terrible, terrible music. Dude, listen to this list. I mean, we got some good ones. We got we had Heart, Heart's Canadian. That yeah. Heart.
1: Yeah, yeah, hell yeah.
0: Um, they're sick. Uh, I'd say maybe back in the day we had some gems, but fucking what Ooh. do we have? Nickelback, Ooh. Fucking Ooh. Avril Lavigne.
1: Oh man, Skater Boy. <laughs> Dude.
0: Justin Bieber.
1: He's Canadian?
0: He's Canadian.
1: No shit. He's as American as apple pie, I thought. Fuck.
0: Nah, he's from Toronto. He's from, uh, fuck, Brampton? Nah, no, somewhere just outside of Toronto.
1: No shit. You just fucking blew my mind tonight.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, the worst of the worst. I
1: feel a lot better about America knowing that Bieber's not from here.
0: Nah, that was the whole thing. They were trying to get him deported.
1: Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that there's like an ongoing joke about Canada. It's like, it's because you guys you have better families and healthcare and like are a better country, so we feel insecure and have to make fun of it. I think. What was your perspective?
0: Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the accent kind of blew it. It made, it made, uh, the US think all the Canadians were stupid because we had like a crazy accent, you know, like sounds like Fargo or, you know, it's like Hillbilly.
1: Yeah, like, uh, is it similar to, like, Wisconsin area, like, kind of, yeah, like...
0: like, northern, midwest zone, yeah.
1: I like accents, That always stokes me out.
0: Yeah, I like them too, but I guess it just kind of sounds goofy, you know?
1: Did you have one? I never heard you with one.
0: It comes and goes, if I'm back home and I'm drinking with the family, for sure.
1: You're going to be like, ooh, pops! No, I can't even do it. Do <laughs> it! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, don't you know, is it Bobby? Yeah, that's
0: pretty good, you don't got it. Don't you know,
1: Bobby? Don't you know, Jordan? Have yeah. a yeah with me. Fuck. Yeah, that-
0: it's more like a fucking rights guy. Like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't even make fun of it because I'm from Boston, guy, where you fucking, the broad's working on my car outside. I parked it in the wrong spot. These fucking yeah. bastards are yelling at me. There's whores on the corner. It's fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah. It's, fu- that's, you know, I like that accent, though, because it's always story time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Everything is just is, like, the most amazing story, you know?
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Back on subject. What's it like growing up in Canada? Your parents are always down for skating?
0: Yeah, my parents, were, I mean, they didn't know shit about it, but my parents were just super supportive regardless, you know? But my parents split up, I think, when I was, like, 14.
1: No shit. I thir- did not thir- know this.
0: 13, maybe 13. and Uh... But, I mean, they had been unhappy for years, like, everyone knew it, but, I mean, they're staying together for us, which, it's a tough position to be in, I imagine. But I think, like, they felt guilty for that, and so they definitely overcompensated and made, you know, so they made sure that they, that we knew that they care and were supportive of us, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's right, that seems like a really, definitely a really uncomfortable position to be in as a kid, like, having your parents... That and as a parent to try to navigate those waters seems really hard too. Like just yeah. like to hold restraint because when you're gonna have a divorce, I imagine you want to yell at each other, and then you have yeah. kids and.
0: But they held yeah. it together. That, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, we kind of saw it coming, so it wasn't like a huge surprise, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I you know you get it. I mean, obviously it affects you that age, but I, my my point was just that they made sure that you know, they were supportive of whatever we wanted to, you know, do, and I always took, I took to skating, like, pretty much, once my best friend, I think it was in the end of the third grade, early fourth grade, that was, like, I met my homie, and he, like, got a skateboard for his birthday, so once I, once I had someone else to skate with, it was, like, on after that, you know what I mean?
1: Same, same, dude, when I first found skating, my, uh, I met this kid Dale, and, uh, he rolled up and he did a kickflip and I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even know you could do tricks. Like I did I just thought you rode around on your ass. And then when I saw, yeah. when I saw him do the kickflip, it blew my mind. And then instantly we became friends and he asked me to stay over his house that night and he gave me his extra skateboard and I fucking stayed over his house. And then it was like I had a buddy and we just fucking skated all the time. That
0: was it. Yeah. yeah. It was just, that, it was game, game on. Yeah. yeah.
1: Was, uh, how's skating perceived in Canada? Does it have the same like, like, when I was coming up, at first it wasn't, like, this popular, so it was kind of like we were the hoodlums, like, stoners, uh, yeah. is it the same in Canada?
0: Um, I'd say it was a lot it loose looser, I mean, that was definitely the, maybe, overall, pers- like, you know, stereotype, but. Skate, or Canada, you gotta remember Canada wasn't really a rough place to grow up in <laughs> oh yeah so it wasn't like it was like a bunch of gangs and shit rolling around like it was just you know it was just kind of like we just imitated the US pretty much you know well, that's,
1: that's why I think like the parents in Canada would be like these kids are fucking tr- they're getting into trouble they're not playing hockey we're pissed
0: right yeah I don't nah. know I'm asking nah, wasn't I was not like know. that it wasn't uh. like that. Um, but, I mean, you know, we get k- still get kicked out of spots and people weren't really trying to have it. But for the most part, it was just kind of like, uh, yeah, you can't do that here, you know?
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I What I noticed about uh, Canadians as well is that you guys are all really fucking polite. And you're all exceptionally good at skateboarding. <laughs> I think. Most, most Canadians things. I meet are... And I, t- I told my homie Billy Drown he skates for my brand all I need. And I told him... Because Billy's a really nice kid, and I was like, "You're gonna like Canadians." And he yeah. he asked me why. I was like, "They're polite. They're polite, and they're nice people."
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely, you know, I I agree with you 100. percent But I mean,
1: have you ever been in a fight?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been in a fight. Like, <laughs> I lose. I I've been in a few fights. I think I've lost every one.
1: Really? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, you picking fights with big dudes, or you just can't throw a punch?
0: Ah, uh, it's usually, like, just wrong place, wrong time, and I'm, like... Because I'm not really trying to fight, but it's just, like, I'm provoked into a position where I kind of had to, I guess. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I think that's why I lost, because I wasn't really, like, comfortable... I wasn't, like, out to hurt somebody, you know
1: what I mean? Yeah, you weren't all, like, heated up. You weren't all, like, ready to drop in on a vert ramp. You were just like, here, I guess I'm dropping in on a vert
0: ramp, fuck. And you slam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. all. So, they were stupid. It wasn't like they were, like, gnarly brawls. There's actually one super gnarly fight I got into and that's when I like saw red that was out when we were in Barcelona and I got my wallet stolen
1: oh fuck dude everything happens there I had issues there too so what did you how'd you get your wallet stolen you just leave it somewhere
0: no nah, I got pickpocketed um we were com- yeah we literally just gotten there and I like came off a broken ankle so I was probably like six weeks fresh off a broken ankle like uh like getting my cast off you know so I was still kind of like not a hundred percent. It was pretty tight and everything. Um, You're not trying to. That, ha- that has relevance later in the story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we went to get like supplies at this corner store, get like some beers and some food and shit. And uh, the the guy there was like way too nice So, like. He was like, and I just remember him saying like as we we're paying and. Leaving was like, all right, you guys have a safe trip. And I was <laughs> like, that's a weird thing to fucking say. This you way. were like,
1: I feel like I'm back in Canada, like real yeah. light. <laughs>
0: but I was like, all right, dude, thanks. And then I guess I heard it at the time, but it didn't ring until later. But I heard a, I heard some whistle, and I seen two dudes walk into the store, like kind of as after we left, and then a couple blocks later. Um, these dudes came up from behind us and, were, and like, put his arm around my head and or my shoulder and was like, hey, bud, hashish, hashish. And I was uh-huh. like, nah, I'm good, dude. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. And he kind of, like, made, did this weird move where he, like, kind of, like, almost, like, from the neck, like, bent me over kind of thing, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, that my ass was out so he could, like, grab my wallet.
1: Oh, thing. I see, I see. Yeah, that's sketchy. Yeah.
0: I don't know how to make that sound not gay, but, like,
1: (laughs) it's, you You have you have kids and you're married, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter
0: what I say is fucking gonna be gay, (laughs) but, uh, so, uh, anyway, so, like, I was, like, dude, yo, get off me or whatever, and then he was, like, my bad, G, and, like, I, uh, took one more step, and I kind of clicked, and I, like, went and, like, patted my back pocket, and my wallet was gone, I looked behind (laughs) me, and he, like, threw it to his buddy, and they were, like, already halfway down the block, like, running and looking through my wallet and then i was like hey you motherfucker
1: (laughs) (laughs) dude that's a fucking that hurts my heart just thinking about being in that position
0: yeah so i chased after him and he saw and the dude like grabbed all the cash in my cars and like dropped the wallet and they just split up because i mean you know that's what they do all day you know
1: yeah i've seen it they fucking definitely just hand shit off and it's like a system of robbing motherfuckers
0: yeah, exactly. So I just decided to keep following the dude that actually like new, that actually like took my wallet.
1: But wait, wait, wait! He dropped everything and he took the cash, and you still followed him.
0: Well, he took the cash and my credit cards.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, that sucks.
0: Yeah, but he his buddy took them, So, and I like spur of the moment just chose to follow the dude that took my car, took my wallet, and not the dude that like you know, actually got the cash.
1: You made the wrong choice.
0: Kinda, but then, uh, so I, like, just chasing this dude down alleys, like, six blocks, probably, and, uh, my homie, I was with my homie, and he kinda went another way, and, uh, but I don't know, I was just seeing red, so I had my groceries in my hand, and skateboard in the other hand, I'm just, like, fucking running after this dude, and he kinda, like, I turn this last corner, and, and I'm kinda gaining on him, then out of nowhere, my homie, like, jumps from out of this alley, like, supermans this dude, like, <laughs> the wall and i'm just like oh
1: shit
0: <laughs> so we like pin him up against this wall and we're like dude call your buddy give me my fucking you know give me my fucking money back dude give me my fucking visa. He's like i don't have your visa i don't have your money and i was like call your friend right now like you know like whatever like just give me my fucking money like yeah my, i won't have a problem so give up. it back and i'll leave you alone you know and so as we're doing this like i didn't really notice but there's like a group of four or five like if his homies just kind of like circled in on us oh man yeah and then they're like we have problem or whatever i don't know how to do that <laughs> we have like we have problems they like, problem. problem. like they're like moroccan kids you know
1: <laughs> i don't know accents
0: i don't know that one that was probably i probably offended some people there
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry people
0: <laughs> sorry people but uh anyway so they like slapped the bag of groceries I had and like all these Red Bulls went everywhere and like <laughs> this dude's prodding me in, like the crotch with his umbrella and shit. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, yo I was like, yo, tell your homies to kick back, you know? And uh and then pushing out to shoving and then this dude grabbed a Red Bull and fucking hit me over my head with it. <laughs> and I was like, oh hell no. I was like, someone's gonna beat me with my own fucking Red Bull <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we just looked at each other me and my butt and we just started swinging dude like we were just we didn't give a fuck like they'd have to knock us out like to stop you know (laughs) so we just started going going after these dudes like whatever and they uh and they were swinging back and it was like a full-on like alley brawl Mm -hmm. and then uh all of a sudden we heard these bottles just start smashing beside us and like people were throwing empty wine and beer bottles off their balconies to like break up the fight, you know?
1: Were they trying to help you or them?
0: I don't really think they knew what was going on. They were just trying to, like... They are over stop. It. Yes, they were over it. <laughs> so, it kind of broke... Everyone was like, oh, shit. And then the homie saw the opportunity to run, so... I was like, fuck it. I'm not letting this guy get away. So, I keep chasing him. This story's long, sorry. But, <laughs> uh... So, I chase him around these corners, and it's like a cobble, like the old brick streets, you know? Yeah. So, I'm chasing around this corner, around this corner, and, uh, right when I turn that last corner for the straightaway i felt my ankle just go
1: oh yeah you had
0: a busted ankle god yeah yeah that's where that was relevant so i just (laughs) felt it go dude i felt it go but my adrenaline was so heavy that i just kept fucking running anyway and uh these dudes were hosing off the street from the, like, the night before, so the streets were kind of slippery, Yeah, and, uh, I was running, I was gaining on this dude, and he was looking back, and right when he looked back at me, he, like, slipped, and, like, just fucking tumbled on the ground, (laughs) and, uh, but it was, I was just going full speed, and I couldn't stop, so I just, like, It lined up so perfectly, like, karma, like, right away for him. I just fucking soccer kicked his face, like, running full speed, because I couldn't stop, you know? Yeah. And I just, his face just, like, exploded, dude. Like, his mouth just, like, blew up. So, my buddy caught up with us. He was, like, curled up in a ball. We took him and, like bench pressed him over this Vespa that was there and, like, (laughs) my homie took his shoes off and we, like, hog-tied his legs and arms together. Oh, my God. And and, then we just started yelling, like, Policia, Policia, and, like, (laughs) finally the police came and it was, like, kind of, like, this attractive, like, woman police officer and she was, like, super about it. Like, she's like, oh, you guys are, you guys are so brave and you guys are heroes. Like, no one does this, you know, like... (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of felt like pimps, and the dude was like, uh, he was crying, and he was like, I'm going to fucking kill you, like, I'm going to find you, and I was like, dude, I'm staying right there, you come any fucking time, dude, let's do it again. Yeah, like,
1: like, you're tied up, homie,
0: like, what (laughs) So, like, we we emptied his pockets, and he had, like, three or four wallets, and, like, a bunch of sets of keys, and just, like, straight up credit cards and cash in his pocket, and uh, the lady was cool, because she was like, how much did he take? And, uh, I was, like, you know, whatever amount of euros, and she just, like, skimmed it off the top of the deck and gave it to me.
1: Damn, that's really legit. That's, like, street justice right there.
0: It was street justice. Stuff, <laughs> so, they were psyched, we were psyched, and, uh, but my ankle was fucked.
1: Um, two questions before we go, f- well, yeah, two things I want to comment about this story. All right. One was, um, what'd you do after you had sex with the police lady? Ah. <laughs> nah that didn't go down okay well hopeful thinking wishful thinking call it that yeah and the only other thing is the moral that I took away from this story was that Red Bull does not give you wings
0: Nah, but it gets you fucking pumped.
1: Got <laughs> <laughs> you juiced, you tied a dude to a fucking Vespa. <laughs> dude,
0: I thought you were supposed to drink it, but apparently getting beaten over the head with it gets you really fucking fired up.
1: <laughs> Red Bull, if you're listening, you gotta hit up Jordan, he's already he's already been repping you, so. Yeah, it's perfect.
0: do that campaign. <laughs> Just beat it into you.
1: <laughs> alright, alright. I'm fucking confused because that story was fucking amazing. But um. All right.
0: Well, I'm glad you liked it. Whew. That was like the only fight I ever won. And that's because really? I was so fucking pissed.
1: Did was it? How did it feel to like kick someone square in the face? I've never really got a run and start and kick someone in the face before.
0: Dude, I was. I mean, I like. I loved that. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> you,
1: know, like you kicked the field goal. Like yeah. <laughs> but
0: dude, yeah, I I was so mad. Like I just saw red dude, like you literally black out, you're like so mad, you're not thinking right, like those dudes could have had fucking guns they could have had they could have stabbed me like I don't know, you know,
1: yeah you you're got just a, not
0: even thinking about anything you're just reacting like straight up,
1: sketchy, and you're direct when your heart gets going like that, it's insane, you're like, I gotta like sit down and calm down I, I've been in a few fights too, and it's I don't like them, but it's fucking insane,
0: yeah, you like you're not yourself, you're just some of this just this animal, you know. <laughs> it's cool though. I I I'm stoked that I like experienced it, you know.
1: All right, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up right now. No worries. Um, so back to Canada. You you live in there. You're skating. How do you get introduced into like the idea of being sponsored or any of that? Like what what? How did you figure that all out?
0: I actually was uh pretty young. There was a a dude named Petey. He owned Petey's Hot Shop. And the uh they did skull skates do you remember that Brown?
1: i remember skull skates yeah
0: yeah so he uh he ran skull skates and um i was just skating with my bud that i started with and we went to this park uh new west new west park and at the time that was like one of the hot parks yeah! and uh he just came up to me after we were skating he's like man you guys just look like you're having a lot of fun and, uh, he gave me his car and he was like, Hey, come by the shop. I'll, I'll give you, you know, I'll hook you out with a board. And so I was like, Oh right. Yeah, all right. Cool. And we were probably like 12 or 13, you huh? know? Yeah. Um, so my dad drove, you know, drove me all the way out to the city that week. And, uh, sure enough, he gave me like a t-shirt and gave me a board, a skull skates board. And he was like, yeah, man, when you're done with this one, like come back and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you another one. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. All right. Cool. And, uh, I didn't really understand it at the time, but he just, like, the what stuck with me was, like, when he said, like, man, it looks like you're having fun, you know?
1: Yeah. Hell yeah, that's a good compliment, for sure.
0: You know what I mean? And it was, like, there was a couple years where I kind of lost that. I wasn't really focused on that, and, uh, that was, that's shitty, but it happened. But, like, I came back to me. that Those words always, like, stuck around, and, like, as I grew up and got older, it kind of, like, made more sense
1: you know yeah absolutely it's funny it's funny like especially since you're a father now and like um it's like the more you go through in life it's the more you can like appreciate things and those words like that are so simple as a little kid you don't really you don't get it because you haven't really been through much so the day yeah. you go back and you're like yeah skateboarding is fun you're like oh yeah fuck yeah i get what he was yeah. saying <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it's like and
0: especially now being a dad with with kids and like you 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 really have to prioritize your life, and you know, uh, you know, prioritize what's important. You know, if you only have so much time in a day, and uh, your life's not really about you anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, the fact that you know, skateboarding is fun, so it's like you really, you know, I appreciate those hours per day I have on a board. So much more than i used to i don't take any of it for granted anymore you know
1: what i mean you got you got to listen to uh the podcast i just released today with aaron susky we talked about this exact same thing it was, oh really yeah because like me and him both work a job so when you're working a job you can't do what you love when you want to do it all the time because you have other obligations you know so right but then when you do get to what you love you cherish every moment and you capitalize it so it's like I was telling him the same thing. I was like, I'm skating better than I ever have, and I'm learning more tricks, but it's because I feel like I'm in school waiting for that fucking bell to ding so I can get out and go skate. You know what I mean? It's like stoking that fire. and it's Yeah, a- no doubt. And I feel like pressure, responsibility, and that stuff is good. It's like part of growth and it-, it builds your character and allows to see where your heart really lies, you know? You balance things out.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about it. It's like, the only other time when you were that dedicated to skating and that focused in learning was probably when you're in high school, because it was like you were, like you said, you were in class waiting for the bell, just daydreaming about that time when you get to go out and rip. And so, you like made the most of those hours. But like after you graduated or whatever, skateboarding was like your job, and that's all you really had to do. It was like you kind of just fall, not intentionally, but you kind of just fall into this like, oh, well, I can just do it tomorrow, you know.
1: Yeah. I said the same thing. I said like, it's because it's everything in moderation. Too much of a good thing is a bad thing, you know? So like I used to, I had so much free time. I just skate all the time to the point where I'm like injured. And then it's like when you're injured and you're still skating, you're like, you're not really having as much fun as you would as if you're like healthy, you know what I mean? And it's like, Right. So I had to learn, as you get older, you learn, like, all right, well, you know, take time to do other things, so, you don't. because I go crazy, I'm like, I need to fucking skate, like, as a little kid, too, because it was my therapy and my escape from the craziness. So I I would just, like, whether I wanted to skate or not, my brain would be like, you got to go skate, because it was my safety net, so that's what I'd always do. But as I get older, I got more comfortable, and I started realizing, I'm like, everything in moderation, like, sometimes you gotta step away from something and come back to it, and then it's refreshing again, and it's like, you can get the most out of it. It's a good lesson, I enjoy, how old are you, Jordan?
0: Dude, I turned 30 last week.
1: Damn, I'm 32, I got you by two years. Woo! Fucking slow, you're fucking slow.
0: <laughs> 32 going on 18,
1: right? <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel, like I said, I feel like I'm skating better than I ever have, and, uh, Yeah. I feel like I'm still a kid in my heart, but um, but I am 32, and I'm proud of it because I earned those years, and, and that's why I say I'm ahead of you. When I talk to kids and people around me, mm. I'm just like, well, you'll catch up eventually. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no doubt. Um, Hey, do you, with that being said, how's your body holding up?
1: I'm sore, you know, but like no sore than when I was jumping down big shit all the time.
0: Yeah, no doubt.
1: Now I give my time, my body a little more time to rest and I stretch a lot and uh I can still jump down shit I just don't do it every day now cuz I'm like you know yeah. so my body like I have no ACL in my left knee Oh you don't No I haven't had it since I was 16 I got sponsored Turn AM and Pro with no ACL in my left knee Wow dude still Heavy. still don't have it I um went to when I turned pro for world I got health insurance and I went to the doctors and they were like they were, well first they said my knee was fine he just did like a um x-ray and then then i was like i'm still getting an mri like it's not fine like it's been bothering me since i was 16 you know and i'm like 20 something years old pro for world so then i went to get the mri and then they're like oh no it's not fine you have no acl and i was like yeah i kind of knew something was up you know like right so anything you've ever seen of me on footage or photos or anything is all with no acl on my left knee
0: did that prevent you from being able to do certain tricks or like?
1: No, I'm so, I'm so like, I have a high tolerance for pain and I'm very, um, I don't know. I put, I don't know. I just fucking dealt with it basically, you know? Um, uh, yeah. I could get it healed back to where it would feel great and then it would get hurt again and then I have to redo it again and again and it's all on my own, you know? And, uh, but now, yeah. now it's been like the last few years, like four years, it's fine. Cause I like finally got a surgery. I didn't get my ACL. I didn't get that replaced, but I got it scoped out, so my meniscus was cleaned and everything. And, oh, okay. And then my knee felt fucking great. So I still have no ACL, but the doctor said I worked the muscles out above and below the knee well enough it's holding it steady, so.
0: So you don't even need to worry about it.
1: And I smoke a lot of weed. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I have my, just for people listening, I like to say this on every podcast. I have my Canamed, um, little certificate, Massachusetts. You stamp that piece of paper that says I can legally smoke weed so no one can come get me.
0: Right on. Hey, is that, that's, uh, how does that work? That's like state? Cause like, is federal still try to do any busts?
1: Yeah, federal, it's not like you, this is medicinal, so Massachusetts, since I had vertigo for, like, six months of my life and I have no ACL, it was pretty easy to get a medicinal license. But federal, they could come in, you know. But, I mean, yeah. it got to be crazy because you should see the states that legalized it and the amount of money they brought their, their their states and brought them out of debt, you know. I think it's just a transition period right now. So, uh, No doubt. But it's just, like, that's what it is, you know. People in power They're- that make money off of other things don't want to it up.
0: The feds are still trying to figure out how to capitalize on the money situation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they should just, it's funny, it's funny, like, resistance comes from those who don't like change, you know, and it's like, that's when a lot of shit happens when you don't want to, like, adapt and change, and it's just like, that's what's been going on in this world, and you gotta be like water, like Bruce Lee said, I think. Yeah, yeah you're they, right roll with the punches and adapt and change
0: absolutely to survive no doubt
1: yeah so um but yeah my knees my knees good man i've been it's been years since i've had any problems with it it feels great and feels better than it ever has so i don't know and that's if-
0: cool that's cool man because um i was asking because a, a fucking uh years ago eight seven eight years ago um i broke my uh tibia a vertical fracture of my tibia yeah and, uh, it was a really awkward fracture and, um, I just, ever since then, like I've gotten my ankle cleaned and, uh, the scar tissue broken up a bunch of times, but for whatever reason, it's never got to the point where, uh, it's, it's been a hundred percent. And so when I land, sometimes when I land a certain way going, landing backside, like after doing like a backside flip or whatever, yeah. you know, um, it's just an like instant hot pocket and my ankle just blow up.
1: Yeah, I've had I had that for a while with my knee. I had that for a while. Like, certain ways I would turn, I'd be really nervous and scared to. But once I got it cleaned out, it felt pretty great.
0: Yeah, that's cool,
1: man. Hell, maybe yeah. you need to get something. Maybe, I don't know if they do that for ankles, but there's sometimes there's, like, fragments floating around or scar tissue, and it causes, like, um, weird little pinching pains and stuff like that, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been trying to, I've been hitting some yoga lately, doing the U- the YouTube yoga videos. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, that's helped a lot, dude. I'm, like, super psyched on all that stuff, you know?
1: My girl's a yoga uh, instructor. I, I don't, she, I went to her class a couple times. I don't do it regu- regularly, but I enjoy it when I do do
0: it. Yeah, yeah, it's so essential, man. I, I'll i be honest, dude, I fucking hate actually doing it, but, like, feeling the the benefits are, like, undeniable, you know?
1: Yeah, you want to trip out, man? Uh, have you ever heard of a sensory deprivation tank?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're, Joe Rogan talks about that shit.
1: Yeah, I've been doing that.
0: Is it good? Is it sick?
1: Dude, well, think of it this way. It's 600 pounds, 600 to 800 pounds of Epsom salt in 10 inches of water. So imagine yeah. how buoyant that is. And then you float in that for an hour. So just for your body alone, for like your ankles and your, to get every ounce of swelling out you're fl- it's like the ultimate epsom salt bath you know right so that is amazing and then on top of that you're floating so you have no gravity and no pressure on your body so everything stretches out and your body gets to relax and all those joints get to like settle because it's the first time for an hour you've had no gravity on your body because you're just floating so you right right your body settles and like so it's amazing for that but then on top of it, you have no sense. You can't hear because you put wax plugs in your ears. You're in a tank, so you can't see. and So you have no senses. They're completely cut off for an hour. So all you have is, like, your own thoughts. Which is, like, the first time in your life, in my life, in most people's life, you hear your own thoughts as clear as day.
0: Did, it, did you trip out?
1: The first time? Well, actually, the first two times... The first 20 minutes, I tripped out because I got emotional baggage and shit like that. And I'm just like, you know, I'm a, I'm a natural warrior who, you know, it's just the way I grew up, overstimulated. Right. So the first right. 20 minutes you get in there and I got in there really high the first two times because that's what <laughs> I listen to Joe Rogan podcast and they're like, get in there really high. So I like, all right, I go to this, this spot. I don't know anyone jumping this tank and fucking really high as shit. But the first 20 minutes freaked out. And then after that, you settle, you calm down. You start to like realize that like you get through all that silly shit and insecurities and worries that are on your head for that day or that month or whatever, and then yeah. you get 40 minutes of just chilling, thinking about whatever you want, almost like lucid dreaming. You just get a daydreaming, and, and it's so clear because it, you have no outside stimulus. It's only your right. It's only your only thoughts. Like I literally lay there and just drift in and out of things that I'm thinking about, things I'm hyped on, like. But yeah, I mean, it's it's scary meeting yourself for the first time. It's like being it's like looking in a mirror, but like you know, because you just hear your own voice.
0: Yeah, yeah, shit, my and voice you, is annoying too. I've heard it. On <laughs> <play that. laughs>
1: Mine too, dude. Trust me, mine's annoying <laughs> as hell. But like that first 20, 20 minutes, you get it out of the way, and then, you know, it's awesome. It's really good for that that side of things too. I, I've been taking my homies. I got eleven sessions for like a great deal, and I've been bringing all these kids that are like. 18 to like 25 like all these people that are like young adults and i was like here you want to come hear your own voice see what you're scared of and they all get out and they're smiling like thank you like so hyped they got to do it because they enjoy it they all enjoy it they get past all the worries and shit and then they get to like chill
0: yo my it's funny you brought that up because my sister like wanted me to like go in with her on a on a sensory deprivation like facility
1: (laughs) dude they're fucking amazing i want to buy one like they have one that these people started a kickstarter and it's like Uh 1700 bucks and you can buy one for your house and you can run it off your outlets it has a a filter and it has a heating pad so because the epsom salt water is heated to your body's temperature too so you don't even have that feeling either but um
0: damn send me that link dude
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and uh yeah i would love to have that because i'd love to share that with my people you know like i'm bringing them to a place now but if i just had it here and like someone came over and was stressed i'd like try this they get out like you feel like you shed layers you feel like you get out and you're like wow like you feel you all the weight of the world is lifted off damn
0: that sounds so tight i'm gonna do it i keep it's in my like my loose things to thing, you know my loose list of things to do but i'm gonna put it up there in a prior i'm gonna prioritize that one
1: please do please do i promise you you'll enjoy it. it's not a permanent fix because you know you come out and maybe you know a couple weeks later you your world gets overwhelming again but it's just that escape when you need it you know it's just that escape where you just can go and indulge and enjoy it's fucking awesome really do Rad, it dude. Uh, oh yeah i'm gonna do it little off subject where was i going with this oh yeah. so anyways I'm I'm filming these, like for lack of better words, I've been filming these uh, webisodes, like reality webisodes, and I have the first one coming out, and I actually filmed me going in the tank and doing it, and uh, the whole process. We interviewed the lady that owns the place and everything, so that'll be out soon. It's going to be AIN Life, so All I Need Life with Anthony.
0: All right, hell yeah.
1: So that's the first episode. It's that, and then we had a session with Westgate, and then we're going to go to No Problemo and film my homie's uh, restaurant that's skater owned and that'll be the that'll make up the first episode
0: sick
1: pretty cool right
0: and yeah you doing it dude. That's <laughs> how it's
1: so you can get the full experience by watching that too but um all <laughs> right enough about the flow tanks we're moving on first all right. all right so the first sponsor was a skate shop you're saying right
0: yeah well i mean skull skates like the brand but it was like done through a skate shop called pd's hot shop
1: Oh, okay, okay. That's where I was confused. um how do you go so i I'm gonna throw this out there, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm gonna guess you've probably won a lot of contests in your day
0: um local ones yeah, I was I mean I was pretty competitive, I think growing up
1: yeah, so did did that help you get like when you went from skull skates to the next sponsor like to reach into um a bigger market? I don't know how to say it, but how'd you get like other sponsors you know
0: yeah, um well actually i I quit. Because, I mean, the dude just, like, he was... PD is such a, like, purist, you know? Yeah. And uh, he didn't want to, like... His idea of sponsorship wasn't really sponsorship. It was just kind of, like, you know, to keep the vibes going. And he saw, like, that I loved it and shit. So, uh, he was just stoked to hook me up. But he didn't want to, like, straight up... Like, I don't think he really, like, believed in sponsorship, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. He was just trying to stoke some flames.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, and then I kind of... You know, but when you're a kid, like, you don't, I mean, some kids, like, mature, the the old soul kids get it, you know, but uh, yeah, those far and few between. I didn't get it. I was just kind of like, oh, what? Sponsor? Like, what else can I get? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you got all your, you know, growing up in the suburbs, you got all your friends, like... Like, oh, yeah, 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 you sponsored, dude. Like, oh, you should try to, like, do this, do that. And so you're, like, listening to, like, idiots, basically. <laughs> and, uh, so there was another shop called Level. And they were, like, pretty corny, you know? But uh they were, like... But they were sponsoring. Yeah, they were kind of, like... um yeah, they were sponsoring, you know, but like the owners didn't skate. They didn't really know. They just like, you know Yeah. You know, it was it, it was it was a corny deal, but they was like a legit like shop sponsor and they'd like give me free clothes and like give me free boards and stuff. So it was like fuck it, why not, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh and they had like a few different stores throughout Lower Mainland, so they're kinda like a bigger shop um at the time so um yeah they'd hook me up and uh and they'd give me like if i needed to get to a contest or like pay the contest uh fee they would like cover it so i just kind of enter a bunch of local contests and then um from there for what uh, there was a contest called the bowl series and it was in all the north all the old north vancouver like parks that had been around since like the 70s
1: yeah you guys have a bunch of big concrete ones right
0: yeah yeah so these are like all at the og concrete bowls um and i think there was like three there's Sealand, griffin and uh and uh whistler bowl and uh that's where i met like Slugger, and i met um alex chalmers
1: fuck yeah let's go get cokes anything else won't make us choke or whatever <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah oh <coughs> uh, yeah uh chalmers flip part right
1: yeah it's so sick
0: yeah it was the best
1: um, such a, i'm such a fan of canadians dude as much as i make fun of them oh my god i could tell them <laughs> all i know all the canadians
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, we got some good, as far as skateboarding, there's definitely some talent that came out of here, out of Canada, no doubt. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so Chalmers hooked me up with a distributor for Canada for Soltech, which, uh, you know, S, Edney's in America up in Canada. It was called Time Bomb Distribution. And so he hooked me up with a dude named Judah, who is the team manager, and uh, they put me on Flow for S. So I was Flow for S for probably like five, six years.
1: Yes, me too.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then, and then it wasn't until ha- I met Haslam, because Haslam moved from Singapore to Richmond, which was like a suburb of uh, Vancouver, and then, uh, we kind of went and filmed with the same people for a few years, and so I met him and, uh, started linking up with him in Richmond, and then we decided that we wanted to go to Tampa M, you know, so, uh, It was him and I and a couple of our buds and my mom went.
1: (laughs) What? And that
0: was our, both our first year at Tampa, but I mean, you know.
1: Did she, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did she bring orange peels?
0: Orange peels? Nah.
1: She's not like, like a soccer game. Was she like a soccer mom hanging out or anything or was she filming?
0: Nah, she ain't, she was chilling in the cut. (laughs) But uh, nah, she was super supportive. I remember Frank Gerwer, like, had the flu and she like went and got him like, like, full-on, like, day quill and night quill. And shit. <laughs> dude, that's cheap. When I people. was, like, a little-ass kid, I didn't know what was going on. But, so uh... red I was wearing, like, camo shorts and white bucket hat and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways... That's that
1: actually was... in fashion now, so you were just ahead of the time, dude.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty... uh it's questionable. But, um... <laughs> anyway, that was the year... What's significant about that is, like, we all knew... Before Tampa, how good Chris was, you know, yeah. like so far ahead of everybody, you know, amazing. Um, like flip back lip, flip out, you know that shit.
1: Fuck back then, it was back like then. it's kind of. I imagine it was like when people saw Chris Cole skating, like that's our feeling in America is like
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah,
1: like really exactly. fucking uh, on another level.
0: Such on another level, dude. It was crazy, but I mean, he had like Nike basketball shorts on that were like. Silver and black, and he had a bucket hat, and then he had, like, an orange T-shirt with fucking red and, you know, just so all over the place kit-wise, you know?
1: Yeah, I remember when he came out, his kit was nothing like he what he grew into.
0: Nah, and he had, like, a shaved head and shit. And he
1: it's was just like, like Chris Cole, too. Chris Cole came out, he was riding for Enjoy, and had, like, baggy pants and all that stuff, and then grew into something else.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, but, you know, those are the transitional years. But anyway, so... That was the year, like, after that contest, or both our first time at Tampa, like, Chris just blew the fuck up after that, you know?
1: Fuck yeah, he was so That quick. was
0: that one trip, I watched it unfold before my eyes, dude. He, like, kick back five o would the rail, and, like, no one was doing that shit, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, it was mental, dude, so.
1: That's rad, man. And, uh, how, how long have you known Chris? Did you guys grow up around each other?
0: Uh, there was a few years where we'd skate together, um... I, I don't know exactly how we met. I think we met through a, a, a friend, Gordon. Uh, he was like a skater, but he also filmed. And I think he was sponsored by the same shop I was, and then he was friends with Chris. So I think one day we just all met up, and that's kind of how I met Chris. I think that's how it went down. But anyway, you know, Chris was super cool, and he was like definitely on a whole nother level, and he was down to skate with me and whatnot so that was rad i mean we've lost touch over the years but you know uh we're still cool
1: <laughs> does, he, does, he, does he it's all right dude you guys don't have to break up on the podcast we can save that for another episode <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i actually want to get haslam on the podcast so put a good word in there all right
0: yeah yeah hey man you probably talk to him before i will
1: hey um uh oh yeah okay that's right i forgot <laughs> <laughs> um stoner moment sorry bro
0: no nah, you um, good
1: oh i was gonna ask you okay so when so you moved to what what made you make the move to um uh, from canada to cali
0: um i just got to an age where i was living in vancouver and then i'd fly down to california um
1: it wasn't the ta- it wasn't the tampa trip that didn't do it for you
0: <laughs> no <Nah, nah. laughs> i was like i think i was 13 that year but um that year though i got hooked up with like 16 skateboards
1: oh shit we had a fellow 16 team rider on the podcast your sure. zared he, he came his episodes coming out
0: sick dude hell yeah <laughs> they, they were like they were on 16 when it was like you know the shit like they were like the kids you know what i mean him spanky fucking
1: just in case
0: just in case jimmy asleford damn like, I got on like after those dudes already graduated, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it wasn't like, was it not cool anymore or something?
0: Nah, nah, it was like, I mean, I don't know. It was just like the tail end of it, I feel like.
1: <laughs> that's rad though, that's a good hookup. That's like, it was through Giant, I think, right? Or Giant Distribution?
0: At the time it was Climax Distribution, and they did Orion, Tracker, and Stamina.
1: Oh, no shit. So- I
0: remember Stevie Williams wrote for Stamina.
1: What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah they gave me stamina closes i was psyched
1: damn you were teammates with stevie at some point whether it was flow or not doesn't matter
0: doesn't matter he didn't know it but i guess
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are tight you just don't want to talk about it <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah yeah um but i remember like yeah they gave me they gave me a fucking two-page spread tracker ad
1: in front uh,
0: of the world so i was touched. like Fifteen, like those dudes had my back, like super hard. It was sick. So anyway, once I got on sixteen, um, I do like trips, like a few week trips down to California, um, throughout the year. And then uh, I remember I filmed a progression part. Yes. Progression video magazine.
1: Yeah, I had a gnarly slam in one of those.
0: Oh, well, what'd you do?
1: I was just doing like a tray. Flip. I hope someone finds it out there. I'm embarrassed. I was trying to tray flip lip down like a rail, and the board like wrapped around and got stuck on the the bottom bar, and like chirp me at the like body slammed me basically both my my feet hit the board while it was on the rail and like hung me up to dry basically uh, but i love progression those were sick
0: <laughs> yeah they were tight dude hell yeah so uh, you filmed for that yeah i filmed a little 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 baby jordan part
1: <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah you got to start somewhere though
0: gotta start somewhere dude and i think that's you know it's funny when you talk about sierra that he's like that he told me that that was like he watched that part like he knew me before we met and uh, he didn't tell me this till like years later you know but it's kind of funny to hear like the dudes i don't know you're like the dudes you end up hanging out with and being buds with like you know watch that shit you know what i mean
1: yeah it's cool to know that they they were like fans while you were like fans i'm always like that like like, yeah, I'm such, a, I'm such a skate nerd, and I watch all the videos, and then, like, when someone tells me the same thing, like, I've watched your part, like, Lalu's part, which, uh, like, is, like, a really obscure part of mine. I'm always, yeah. how the fuck, like, you, someone's seen that? Like, I'm always super hyped, and it's cool to think that people pay attention just like you do.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, dude. It was pretty fucking rad. So, anyway, that's kind of how I started coming down to California, and then, you know, after I graduated out of high school, I would like, go back and forth go back and forth and spend more and more time but it wasn't until i was like 1920 and uh, i was riding for powell at that point
1: how'd that come to be don't gloss over that there buddy
0: uh, uh yeah uh well i mean you know 16 skateboards i guess the drill is once you turn, <laughs> you turn <laughs> right, right so uh,
1: old bro give us yeah, cool. back bro
0: yeah so uh, you know powell like uh They hit me up at another Tampa, and they were like, what are you going to do after 16? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. And so they were like, well, you know, come ride for us if you're down. And I was like, "Um, yeah, I mean, I'll let you know. I don't know, (laughs) you know. Uh, Did you have any other plans? (laughs) Not really, but, uh, you know, I mean, Powell's always had, like, a stigma, you know. It wasn't, you know, it was always trying to be what it once was, and it just, you know, won't. So, uh, you know, that was already starting at that, that age, you know, like I'd hear other people like, nah, don't do that or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, uh, basically I was just like, well, fuck it. You know, I don't, you know, like they they're down and I already ride for bones and they, you know, I like everyone over there. So like, let's do it. And then by the time I gave him an answer though, the team manager who was Rob Washburn just moved over to bones completely. So he had nothing to do with Powell anymore. So he put me in touch with other dude eric um eric olson and uh so they put me on flow
1: <laughs> this shit, it was canada flow
0: it was flow yeah flow. so they put me on flow for like six months or something and i took a trip down there and met eric and and he was cool and then so he put me on the team after that and then
1: that's all awesome. yeah man
0: and then so i wrote for them for a couple years but then i was kind of doing like stunt stuff in Canada and cause Chalmers and Sluggo hooked me up and I was a union member up there. So I do background work and it paid. All right. And, and I had all my friends and family up there. So I was just kind of like stuck in this zone doing that. And, uh, just living. I like bought a, I bought a a loft that my dad co-signed for me up there. Um, Mm. from all the, you know, commercial and, and movie gig money I was getting. So, um, it just got to the point, though, where I was, like, hitting 20, 21, and, and I was I was skating but not a ton, and um, Powell was just kind of like, hey, like, do you want to do this anymore, or are you going to go do your own thing? And I was like, you know what, like, I'm going to, I thought about it, and I was like, you know, you're going to kick yourself if you don't really, like, see what you can do with skating, you see how far you can go with skating, you know, because that's obviously what we love to do. Yeah. Um, so I just told my dad, I was like, hey, um, you know, I'm gonna try this out. I'm gonna make a real go of it. Powell said they're gonna get me a working visa. I'm gonna rent out my loft and then just kind of move down there and see see what we can make happen. And so that's what I did. I moved down to Huntington and lived with Deville for like a year or so.
1: What Up Deville, <laughs> hell yeah.
0: Yeah, what up Deville? <laughs> and then uh, and then Jared, Lucas, and I got a place in Cardiff after that. Like I was think I was like 23 when we got that place, and right. then uh, lived there for a few years. And then I met my wife, and so, and then I moved out of there, and, and I got my green card around the same time, and, uh, yeah, it's just been me and her ever since.
1: All right, all right, hold on. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I know you're pulled over on the side of the road, but I hope you're dead. No, I'm
0: in a lot. I'm in the parking lot. Oh,
1: uh, okay, okay. Um, let's not, we gotta go back a little bit, okay? That's fine. Um, the acting commercials, stuff like that, like, um, how did that come to be? And, like, was it something you enjoyed? Like, because you chose skating, so, like, yeah, what's sk-
0: it? Skate nothing compares to skating. I mean, no, know I, know, I
1: know we know we know this, but, like, what was the acting thing? How did that come to be?
0: Well, it just kind of happened, like, I mean, it just happened, so I just kind of went with it, you know? It wasn't, like, something I really, really, like, was pursuing.
1: Or what, nothing, like, someone saw you in a grocery store and, like, this kid should be in a cereal box commercial. And you're like, I'm doing it.
0: That's exactly how it went down. You're lying. You're <laughs> nah, I'm <just> lying. <laughs> uh, No, Chalmers, Chalmers and Sluggo got into the stunt world. Oh,
1: uh, like jumping out of cars and stuff like crazy. Yeah, stuff?
0: they they were like stuntmen in the movies. No shit. Uh, yeah, I think I mean Sluggo still does like stunt coordinating and stuff uh, now. So is this like uh,
1: Canadian history? I just didn't know about. Like everyone knows this.
0: Yeah, in Canada I think it's pretty known, but I, I mean it's not like they flash it out too too heavy. He's this, I mean I haven't seen Chalmers in years. I don't know what he's up to.
1: Hopefully but, he's flipping um, that shit. What's that? Hopefully he's filming that shit because it's kind of crazy.
0: I mean you seen it in his flip part though he was doing stunts in his. <laughs>
1: he had, was. It was so yeah 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 yeah. It's crazy.
0: That was just crazy. So um. You know, there was times when they needed, they were working on a commercial, or they heard about a gig when they needed, like, a younger kid that could skate, and they'd always just pass me work, so that's kind of how I got into it.
1: What? That's sick. That seems like, a, um, it seems really cool.
0: Yeah, it was super fucking cool, man. They didn't have to do that. They pretty much kick-started my whole life, like, really, like, financially, you know? Yeah. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here right now, you know?
1: Yeah, that's huge, man. That's fucking really huge
0: yeah I mean it wasn't just them. I had a buddy Dave Campbell that was also a sk- vert skater, and he was a homie and he like hooked me up with some gigs and then uh there's another uh local vert skater byron Briscoe. there's a there's a few they all ended up being vert skaters <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I always have a special special place in my heart for the vert dudes.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So so what's the craziest gig you got? Like the most tell me the most embarrassing gig you got that you just don't want to talk about.
0: I mean they're all embarrassing.
1: Well what's the craziest one?
0: Uh probably the Zolar gig was the craziest. Like I think probably... I
1: heard of I think I heard of this, but go ahead, please.
0: Yeah, so basically, um the production office was like two blocks from my from my lot. So uh, I had like I printed out a resume and had a headshot. My buddy tipped me off that they were looking for stunt dudes, or stunt doubles and shit. So I like just went literally just cold like walked in there like no unannounced and just <laughs> was like hey hey I wanted to drop this resume off for the stunt coordinator. You know if you guys are looking for any stunt dudes and uh, the lady that met me at the door actually ended up being the assistant director. And uh, she was like, well, you know, hey, like, have you ever, she started asking me questions, like, have you ever acted? And I was like, oh, I've done, like, some one-liners here and there for, like, commercials and shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, well, you know, hang on a second. So she, like, went into a room, and I guess she she was like, hey, can you come in here? And I, like, met the director right there, and then he was like, hey, would you be cool with, uh..." he was like, correct me if I'm wrong. He's like, but I feel like I'm having, like, a Hollywood moment. And I was like, what? He was all like, yo, would you be down to go to uh, an audition and, like, read for this part Zolar, you know? Like, the lead dude. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, fuck it, I'm down, you know? Hell yeah, Uh, fuck yeah. So they got me a taxi like that like 20 minutes later and i was in this downtown at this reading you know with like a room of people like applying to be this lead and and then so i did the first taped audition and then um they got me like a acting coach because i guess the director was like really really was rooting for me but i think hindsight because they could save money on a stunt (laughs) double because i could do both
1: (laughs) (laughs) two for one two for one
0: you know what i'm saying (laughs) so yeah
1: so what yeah. what, is, what is this role, Jordan? What what exactly what were you? I
0: was a fucking blue what? alien that was that saves the planet.
1: That's <laughs> fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, is literally, dude. The movie is so shitty that it's awesome.
1: That's fucking sick. Is it? Did it get popular in Canada?
0: Nah, no, it didn't get popular. I mean, they played it on air. It was a pilot. It was a real low-budget pilot to pinch to the WB Kids Network to get picked up as, like, a series. Kind of like how, like, Power Rangers and shit. Yeah. So it was, like, along the same kind of cheesy level, you know? Yeah,
1: but Power but, Rangers were pretty fucking popular down here.
0: With- yeah, one of those dudes just, like, murdered somebody with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> was it the Green Ranger? I think the- it was the Red One. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude just straight up stab some of the sword <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's fucking gangster,
0: as hell <laughs> you stayed in character too long <laughs> but uh yeah dude anyway that shit was crazy i had like four hours of prosthetics every morning i had that big bald blue head with like a ball sack nose and like these dick fingers you're so, <laughs> fucking are you fucking with me no nah, dude google it it's fucking terrible
1: it's, i can google this
0: Oh my fucking god! With Jordan Hopper, fucking Zolar, son.
1: <laughs> yes, this is awesome. That's so cool, man. That's fucking awesome. I, I, I'm gonna say this. I, I, I know you probably can't tell if I'm kidding or being serious, but I'm being serious. It's fucking awesome. There's things that things that are hard in this life. Yeah. One, <laughs> one is singing. Imagine singing your heart out. Imagine really committing to singing in like front of a lot of people too. That's just, yeah. Because you have to. Th- Trust that they like how you sing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel you. I guess if they're already there, but singing to me seems like really fucking hard. And then acting seems really fucking easy. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But really fucking scary. Like, just, just seems like a scary thing to get on a stage or to act or I don't know. Is it? H- yeah,
0: I, I think like the initial like once you get going, like it, it kind of you get comfortable and it starts rolling a little better but definitely like the initial like shock of like these cameras and especially a production because you know people are dropping mega bucks you know yeah yeah so you're like fuck i don't want to blow it (laughs) yeah it's kind
1: of you got to get it this take for sure
0: yeah, but, dude, hindsight, I mean, you could probably find it on YouTube, or I'll, maybe I'll hunt it out and, like, send you a link or something.
1: Oh, I'm going but, to uh, search. I'm going to search for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you're, I do, dude, when we were on the Vox tour last year, uh, we, like, watched it. Yeah. Like, all the homies watched it, and we were just super stoned. And, like, dude, I kind of feel like I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes like and, like all the other dudes are like i'm not saying i did good but in comparison to all these other dudes in it that were like actually like trying to be actors you know they i thought i they were so bad dude, that <laughs> i think it just made my shitty acting look not so shitty you
1: know? <laughs> that's crazy so all right all right all right enough <laughs> Alright, so and then I
0: bought it, and that made gave me. And then I spent all my money on a loft.
1: Yeah, so that was your investment with that money was a loft.
0: Yep, my dad sat me down, and was like, "Yo, you could party all this shit away, or you can invest in a place to live." And I was like, well, "Let's do it."
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. It's funny. That was like one of my goals too, um, Uh from my skateboard money, as I was. Yeah. Like- I was like, I want to buy a house, and I know we're on Skype so you can see the background, but I got an offer. I
0: did you. What's that? I haven't seen you this whole time.
1: You're lying.
0: No, I just seen it myself. It sucks. I'm like trying not to look at myself. How about now? Mm, nah.
1: Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I didn't know. I wish I wish you could see me. I guess it's you're on a phone, dude. Maybe that's why. I never, I never, whoa, you just, dis-
0: maybe that's, Oh, wait, do you see me now? I see you. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Fuck it, doesn't matter. Oh, I see your drive. I see your car now. I like it. I like it. Right. Hey,
0: I was trying to show you something just now.
1: What? What is that?
0: Uh, hang on. Where is it? The, over there.
1: Is that like a what, whale?
0: I can't zoom, dude. There's like a rail back there.
1: Oh, it looked like a fucking whale, like a fish. It's a good plan. Uh,
0: there's a building back there, you can't see it, but Ryan Bobier shredded that in one of the Zero videos.
1: Damn, that dude's so good. Do you know him? I do. Yeah, he's so good if, I hope he hears this podcast, cause I remember watching him in, uh, was it Misled Youth? Or no, it was after that, right? What, it was the Zero videos? Damn, he always killed it in those videos though.
0: Yeah, 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 he he's killed so us. Good. He was in a couple of them,
1: yeah. Yeah, he was like the young buck for those dudes.
0: Yeah. Hey, am I still in the am I still in the camera?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm looking out, out your window though. You got to reverse the camera.
0: I don't know how to fucking change.
1: change <laughs> oh.
0: oh, there we go. I got it, dude. Sorry, I'm a rook, son.
1: No, I still don't see you. Though. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm good now. I got
1: it. All right, we're getting back to the podcast. For the people listening uh, that edit the podcast, you can feel free to edit some of that out for sure. All right.
0: Yeah. Sure. my bad rookie
1: no worries no worries alright we're going back we're going back in alright 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 so you take the, the the Zoloft is that what? It, how you say it
0: uh, Zolar
1: oh Zolar how do you spell it spell it for me
0: almost like the antidepressant <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zol- you
0: watch Zolar and then you gotta prescribe some Zoloft to you.
1: how do you spell it spell it for me Uh, uh Zolar Z-O-L-A-R
0: yeah
1: yeah, exactly all right i'm definitely googling that that's gonna make me have some a good day it's gonna like next time i'm depressed and like really bummed out having a rough day i'm like i want to see what jordan looks like as an alien and then i'm just gonna look that up and then i'm gonna have a good day
0: rough dude i look like a (laughs) fucking idiot it's so
1: (laughs) cool though like i've never had anything on like prosthetics or anything like they had a makeup artist and everything
0: yeah, yeah. So I'd have to come to work or come to the set like at like three in the morning.
1: No shit.
0: Yeah, because it take like four hours to put that shit on. And that's
1: so, in fucking. That's in fucking insane. Four hours was she puttying your face up? The
0: yeah, did- there was like a foam, like out. You know, there was like a, it was like a almost like a mask around my head. Yeah. And then they put the another mask layer on my face. So it was like two different parts. Yeah. And then they'd, like, patch it around, and then there's, like, airbrushing and, like, filler and fucking tons of shit. It's How the crazy. fuck
1: do you breathe?
0: There's, like, in the dick nose or in the big <laughs> ball sack <laughs> underneath, there was, like, there was, like, these two, like, um, it's just, like, nose holes where they had kind of, like, straws, basically, so you could, like, breathe out.
1: Oh, so it'd, like, be in your nose, but then it'd go down out the mask? Like, exhaust Yes,
0: yeah. it's it was, like, exhaust pipes, yeah.
1: Oh shit dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And uh um so I maybe this is too private and you can tell me to fuck off, but you must have made you made a pretty scratch from that, good money?
0: Yeah, I mean that I I mean there was a collaborative uh there's some other projects, but I think that year like I think that year or like at least that portion I had about Fifty grand to put on a house or put yeah. down on a loft. So I made like fifty grand in like a couple weeks. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's good. Mo- that's good money. God damn. Some people don't. Most people don't make that in a year. Yeah, Correct? I mean
0: that was a great year. I did. I made like good money that year. That uh, that. But that was like the only year that I made like that money. You know.
1: Was it from that show? Was that the biggest production or the most? That
0: was the that was the biggest production for sure. But um. I mean, I did. I did some other ones. I did a couple commercials. I forget this other t. Te- this other show, I had like a cameo, but it was all like skate based, you know.
1: Yeah, you were the you were their demographic. You're like their skater boy. Like call yeah. up Jordan, we'll get him in.
0: I think yeah. I think once I did that, that was like the got the ball rolling for like credibility, you know.
1: Yeah, I think you're you're a pretty man too, so that probably helped out.
0: Shit, thanks, bud.
1: I tried to say that as heterosexual as possible.
0: it's cool i'm married with kids
1: (laughs) not available yeah (laughs) damn it (laughs) we can
0: get gay after that it's just normal
1: i'm engaged too well i'm engaged i've been engaged for a while but yeah
0: you got a five-year engagement going
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) oh
0: yeah it is what it
1: is we love each other and it works we're both doing cool things like i'm skateboarding and she does pole dancing she teaches it and she's traveling with it she got paid doing it competing and like she loves it, dude. So, and I, yeah. and I do my skateboard. I do my skateboard brand and work a job and, um, run a contest. The New England M, which I, yeah, see.
0: yeah. yeah that was dope.
1: Yeah. We had over 300 kids enter. That's like Tampa m- numbers. You know what I mean? Like I was in, I couldn't believe we had that many kids and our judges were amazing. We had, tell me yeah. this, to me, this is a pretty epic judging panel. Zare Bassett, Donnie Barley, Brandon Westgate, and Nick Dompierre.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the East Coast lineup right there.
1: It's as heavy as you get. Like, these kids get to see pros that grew up there, became pros there from there, and they still live here. You know what I mean? That's pretty
0: uh-huh.
1: That's pretty wild for the for the East Coast.
0: Yeah, they all do live there, huh?
1: Yeah, Donnie lives in Rhode Island. Westgate lives in Carver. I live in Taunton. Um, Nick lives in New Bedford. We're all like 20, 30 minutes from each other.
0: Yeah, didn't, uh, Westgate buy, like, a cranberry farm or something?
1: Yeah, he bought a bog. His dad always has been a cranberry bogger, and they just harvest cranberries, and then Brandon bought, um, a nice property with some cranberry bogs, and he's just been doing his own, uh, brand. He's doing, uh, Westgate Cranberries. Everyone should check out. Westgatecranberries.com, dude.
0: That's so sick.
1: Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so cool, because, like, he his dad helps him and he knows and Brandon's like a little bogger that's what we call him the little bogger he's got like little Popeye arms and he's just like a ball of muscle and like he can do anything like super handy he built this whole pump house he bought like uh, a whole mill to mill full trees down like everything he does himself and like he builds these crates to carry to sell like and he brands them himself and he cuts them down from trees and fits them into this little fucking system that builds this little crate and then He's got it. He built his whole basement into a wood shop. uh fucking sick, dude. Damn. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to film a episode of AIN Life at Westgate's house so you guys will see it too. And you can Google it now. Like, you can go to com. You could probably type it in um, YouTube as well and check out. I'm sure there's footage out there.
0: He's, yeah, yeah. I think I just read an, inter- it was a, I read an interview and that's what they were talking about.
1: Yeah, he's the man. Brandon's, Brandon's the man. He loves skating and... You know, he's that gnarly dude. He's gnarly.
0: He definitely... Looks like he loves it. He's fucking. <laughs> fucking good as shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i'd
0: love it too
1: if i could skate like that oh man he's just a little he's like a elastic band you know what i mean i was
0: gonna say man you just look at every like spots that we you know everything becomes a spot when you can ollie that high huh Yeah,
1: exactly it's fucked up because he's shorter than me makes no sense now imagine growing up skating with this little dude he's like half your size but he can ollie over your belly button yeah
0: (laughs) so crazy dude
1: It was always like it was always fun for me because I could just like uh, like when we were riding for Fibro together, I'd be like Brandon, can you all do that? Can you all do that? You know what I mean? Like I do it now too. (laughs) I'm
0: like, oh yeah, for sure.
1: It's like playing a video game. You're like, can you do that? He's like, yeah, I got it. Do it. Yeah, I
0: got it. (laughs) I wouldn't put anything past that dude. He's got it.
1: No, he's the man. But yeah, so that was that was that, and uh, we might have to try and get you to one of the to judge him. We're gonna do it annually. So cool. Down. Dude, it's, like I said, we had 300 kids enter the contest, and how we did it was, like, we divided up by age. We did 14 and under, which is rad, because we had so many little kids, which is the future. And then we had 15 and over, which is, like, the, you know, 15 and over, which is hungry dudes. Doesn't matter the age, just as long as it's 15 and over. And then we had a skate shop invite, and we had, I think it was 24 skate shops, and they brought three riders each, and they all came and fucking destroyed the course like it was just like one team goes at a time and then the next team goes and then you know like you session with your two other homies for like i can't remember like three minutes or something it was fun
0: those are those are the best dude like those are the those are the sickest
1: yeah because that's like how you skate the park you go and like you skate with your homies or you skate with whoever's sessioning so you session that and then i was like well these people are coming from all over new england we had different states involved, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Massachusetts, you know, and they all come to the skate park because it's one of the biggest ones out here and they come in session, you know, and it's like, like, it's awesome. You're really not competing with anyone but yourself, you know, when you're with your homies and you guys are just skating to push each other. It's fucking rad. Yeah. So we did yeah. that, man, and we might, we might have to try and figure it out. I'll start, I'm when I start planning it. We'll see how we, if we can get you out for it. It'd be fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, man. Killer. Let me know. That'd be sick
1: hell yeah um uh,
0: a while since i've been over the east coast
1: yeah man and dude it's fucking beautiful here except for right now when there's like three feet of snow no lie i've been shoveling the last few days yeah
0: it's beautiful for like the first day and then you're like fuck.
1: yeah you're over it (laughs) i'm like looking on instagram all the people in cali with their feet in the water and i'm like god damn it 72 degrees sunny yeah it's two degrees here like fuck us right
0: Oh yeah, no thank you. <laughs> um,
1: alright, jumping back, jumping back, jumping back. Um What's up with the uh, what do you what's up with the do tours? Like I know we did the do tours. How how do you get into that? Was that through Powell just hooking it up?
0: I'm trying to think. How the fuck did I get in this do tours?
1: Was it Ortiz?
0: It's probably Ortiz.
1: He's such the man.
0: Ortiz, Korolic? uh
1: Yes, Korolic's the man too.
0: Um, yeah, those are definitely my lifelines into that contest circuit, uh, I'd probably say, I'd probably say you nailed it on the head with that one, I don't really remember what was the first one I got invited to, uh, I just remember, like, they invited me for, like, the best trick, I always did well at the best trick contest, you know? Yeah. Because I like jam sessions, I was always terrible at taking, like, runs, because it's like, do the best, get, best fucking skating of your life for a m- in one minute. <laughs> no, it's like, I've never done the best game in my life in one minute. <laughs> if you ever see, if you ever go skate with me in the streets, you know, like, each trick takes, like, four fucking hours, you know?
1: In fairness, though, you've done some fucking insane, gnarly shit, so I- it's it's even crazier that it took you a while to do it.
0: <laughs> As have you, so I appreciate it. But yeah, I mean, but that was the thing. Like, you know, who said that? This is getting off topic too. But fuck it. Fuck like, it. Yara was like, um, he was talking about like the dudes that just have it. You know? Yeah. You have, like, I think we were hammered. He was like, dude, you have it. I have it. Like, we, and he's like. We didn't used to have it. He's like, you didn't used to use some. Really, honestly, he's like, you didn't used to have it, but you have it now. And I was like, wait, what do you? Wait, what? And uh, but I like totally get what he was saying because like I didn't skating didn't come super naturally for me. It was like always really hard. But because it didn't, and it was the only thing that kept my attention is like made me work that much harder until I understood like more you know it like kept me kept my attention like kept me constantly like like uh almost like reading a book like looking for information like how do you figure this out so it's like yeah during the years when we were filming for powell fun like dude so much of that was like just straight up like blind just carcass toss and like hopefully one goes down <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs>
0: you know what I mean like yeah. as far as skill level like skill level was pretty low and like just balls out going those like that was like 10 you know what I mean I was just yeah. going until I was like I'm either gonna kill myself or I'm gonna roll away
1: yeah hell yeah
0: so um definitely a lot more ca- cautious now or just obviously as you get older your body's not gonna hold up doing that shit but practicing and and figuring it out before you take it to a spot is definitely a, a priority now
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I dude i fucking did the same thing I, I would get far beyond what i should be doing but just because i mean my story is a little different but like you know the way i grew up i, I kind of had to make it from where i was growing up you know like fucking crazy family father passed away was living yeah. projects and all this shit so like to me, skating was an escape from all that crazy shit. It was my fun little world where I got to meet happy, healthy people that that had a little community, and I got to be part of it. Like, the skate shop was so cool to me, and they invited me in and taught me about magazines, video parts, like, you, mm-hmm. know, you know what I mean? Like, they introduced me to this thing that brought me so much happiness and escape and just bliss and endless joy, everything that we understand now, you know? Um, yeah. So... To me, I looked at it like I really want to be a pro skateboarder, and I literally was coming off the streets, and I had friends let me live with them. That's how I graduated school. Like, my friend asked their parents if I could live with them, and then they let me live with them, and they washed my clothes and fed me, and his mom was fucking amazing. And, like, um, you know, I was just so unstable. Like, even if I worked a job, I was just, like, on edge, ready to cry. Like, all that crazy shit that comes with growing up in this fucking environment— but so I took skating, like, I was like, I got to do this. Like, that's how I seen it. Like, if this is the level, this is where we got to go. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, you have to make a splash. especially uh, Without a doubt. And it's even crazier nowadays. It's like, oh. these, these dudes, you got to make a splash in any way. And I think the most the best way to make a splash instead of having to kill yourself is, like, just be you. Like, everyone's unique. You know what I mean? So if you can do you the best you can do, and you show that and showcase it and express it and aren't afraid to, like, be who you are and share that with the world then that's a better way to get noticed than having to like keep up with the gnarliest fucking trick or everyone's skating 16 stairs like but that i went through the same thing though because at that time that's what sponsors wanted you know what i mean yeah that's the whole thing that i'm kind of that's the whole thing i want to rebel against is because like i wrote for brands that weren't skater owned and that's what they were looking for and to me it's like all i need is skateboarding so I don't know if we aren't doing it, then those dudes are doing it, and they're fucking up the gen- next generation of skateboarders. So to me, it's just like that's why I do my own brand because I'm like enough of this. Like skateboarders have to control the industry and do it. You know what I mean? We yeah. get it, we get it. Like so. Yeah, that's been. I
0: mean that that I mean it's just an easy. I mean it's just like why motocross is so huge. It's like just a big display like it's just entertainment like this dude jumping fucking 90 feet on a bike you know it's like it's for the everyday public that doesn't really get the technicality of it it's just like an easy sell so it's like same with skating like jumping down big rails and like huge sets of stairs and carcass tossing it's an easy sell
1: you yeah know but it's, I mean? a, it's only an easy sell because like it's easy because you're not doing all the work so like with All I Need, we just did a t- two-week trip to California. We filmed the whole thing, and, like, I brought these kids for their first time to California. I do a contest where I get these kids to come out, and, like, they get a skate in front of the, some of the most epic judges, homegrown judges. Like, I do all the legwork, the demos, all the shit that these brands decided they didn't want to do no more, and they're trying to buy these, like, kids to do stunts for them so they can catch attention. You know what I mean? Like, Right. I think skateboarders, that if they, they, we used to own the industry, and when we did, it was like we knew it was fun. We knew it was good skateboarding because we were doing it from our heart, you know? And it's like that's how it should be done now instead of, like, some dude that has a big wallet. It's like as a collective maybe you could gain – you know, you don't – I don't know. Every money I make from all I need goes right back into it. Like if, right, right. if some days if someday it makes me more money where I can live off of it, I'd be fucking forever – indebted to anybody who reps all i need and you know what i mean but for now i don't give a fuck like i, I i've had been a pro i've got to travel i had the pro shoe i had the pro board like i've been all over the world china twice australia like seen heights that i never imagined like coming from the projects and like now i'm like i just i just want to like Give that to skating. Like, if I can help, like, I brought some dudes out to Cali and they were like, gotta put their feet in the salt water on the west coast. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like, you get to give that to someone. That's a fucking amazing feeling. Like,
0: yeah, you get to sh- sh- uh spread the stuff, dude.
1: Not even like give it to someone because they earned it. You know what I mean? Like, Billy Drown is who I'm speaking of. Like, he shreds so hard and he, like, helps me, you know, grow all I need. Like, we are a unit. So, I don't know. The industry crashed, so then I was like, "World Industries was done, and they didn't want to invest anymore because they weren't skateboarders." But I see the value in skating for sure. I'll invest into it to the end of my life, you know.
0: Well, because it goes so far beyond just a financial gain, you know.
1: It's yeah, like, nailed it. You nailed it.
0: It saves your life, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was liked. What you were saying before, you were like, "Like you got, you got it." <laughs> Whatever, who was saying that to you?
0: Oh, Sierra. Like he meant like the juice, like you know i we we got it now we we're we're good at skating now you know spent the time and then we figured it out but you're saying you know back then maybe you didn't have it but you just fucking you fooled yourself into having it you know what i mean like I was almost like a fake it till you make it kind of scenario like yeah i like i i just jumped down heavy shit because and then i was like well i'll just do this and then in the while i'm doing that i'll figure out the rest you know what i mean yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) it's like maybe i had like a handful of tricks and i just fucking like took those as far as i could and while i figured out the rest of my game you know
1: (laughs) it's funny it's funny because it's like i love that sometimes like success and like in anything is almost just like being the one who hangs on to it the longest you know what i mean like there's plenty of dudes that were naturally talented amazing at skating and where the fuck are they now you know what i mean so
0: and that was it dude out of like all my friends dude i was like not even close to on that level you know what i mean yeah like i was the one that was like fuck this i'm taking her
1: i'm
0: going for it
1: dude That's yeah. tight, man. <laughs>
0: part mad is part part being a fool, dude. That's what it takes, you know.
1: Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. People think I'm crazy still to this day, like You like, gotta be. Yeah. That's what Goonin says to me. He says you gotta be a little crazy to do it, all this shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was wasn't uh Robin Williams fucking said had a quote about that. It was like I don't know, the cr- cr- some I don't know, you gotta Google that
1: one. Someone Google that and send that to me on Twitter so I can send
0: it on Twitter, yeah.
1: And like, hit up Jordan hit up me and Jordan so that we'll know it's you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That's exactly. it's true
1: though, it's true man. It's like I feel like do you notice a change going on right now in like society and the world? I don't know how deep you think about this shit, but
0: like human consciousness and like yeah. sh- shift and everything? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I see it. I follow I follow uh culture. In- yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say it's conspiracy at this point. It's just yeah, awakened individuals that see the world for what it is, and kind of like are down to exploit it and talk about it to where we can make a difference and change it to where we think it should go down. You know?
1: Hell yeah! On that, I
0: mean, it's like you know, this you're fed bullshit about ninety nine point nine percent of the time. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny they set it up to like fuck the average person, basically. They like right. try, they try to trap you. They're just trying to strip you of all your resources, and like as conspiratorial as this sounds, but it, whoever set up the way of living, especially in America, is like not for your welfare. You know what I mean?
0: It's definitely yeah. It's a it's um it's a it's a greed driven society. You know, capitalistic yes. society. But I mean, and then but it also gives an opportunity for uh, the people to you know. The the ones that are smart enough to research it and understand it, it gives them an opportunity to kind of see it for what it is, and then uh, you know do be able to do something about it. You know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But it's, I
0: mean,
1: it's kind of the old way that things were done too. You know, it's like limited. As the internet came out, dude, it opened up people's uh, ability to get to information. You know, and once people get information, that shit spreads. You know, it gain a collective intelligence. You know. Well, before yeah. before we were in this system, we were just relying on advertisements, you know, basically movies, stuff like that, you know. Now it's like, you could literally listen to a podcast with like a rocket scientist, like an official dude, or they're giving away um, MIT classes online, like the whole whole shit, like right online. No What's that?
0: No way, I said.
1: Yeah, you just Google it, man. I swear to God, all the classes, they're all lectures are on there, everything. You could you could learn anything nowadays. And
0: uh yeah I use YouTube some and learn it, <laughs>
1: yeah, but that, but it's the internet that's why because now we have like um a way to connect on a massive level, and social media too, like how do you feel about social media
0: yeah, I mean uh it's in my opinion it's great because it's you know I mean obviously everyone has their ang- it's just like uh an unlimited amount of channels so it's, and it's not forced down your throat, so if you you're not into something, you don't have to follow it, but if you're into something, it's right there, you know,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So, and, it, and it's a very individual view, so um, it's very, um, you know, each person. It's 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 um, personal to them, and it's like a passion. You know, there's passion behind what they're saying.
1: You know, yeah. That
0: cha- that avenue is like that channel is like all about them. You know, so um, you get you find you stumble across some pretty pretty rad ones.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. I really like Sierras, actually. I'll check this yeah. shit out.
0: Harris <laughs> is funny, dude. But I uh, I follow this dude, uh, like Chaka Bars.
1: Chaco bars?
0: Chaka Bars? Chaka Bars.
1: How do you spell it?
0: It's C H uh, A K A B A R S. And it, and um yeah I mean that that's more like a philosophical like um you know why you know how thought
1: provoking uh, kind of
0: thought provoking yeah he 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 write, he goes off on tangents. That's um, it. Yeah, but it's, it's it's cool. I mean, uh, you know, and you take from it what you you want at the time, and or, you what you know. I'm I'm sure you could read it four or five times, and it, you come away with something completely different every time. But uh, I don't know. It's just it's just like challenging. It challenges you, you know, to think in a different perspective and and kind of just be open to, uh, I don't know, different ideas and different uh, ways of thinking about life and consciousness and purpose and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just it's just like um we can all see each other now. It's like we're doing a podcast right now and you're in California, you know what I mean? And I'm like looking at you and we're communicating. Like this couldn't happen. I mean, we could have the internet, we could have the phone and we could just talk, I guess, but like this is crazy that we can actually connect on this. Like you could say something with full emotion and I could see it and be like really feel that depth. I mean, they use it it's all propaganda, you know? They use it like in you know people do just that if you have a story and you can promote it it's a beautiful thing you know
0: yeah yeah no doubt
1: we can connect like to people in other countries now with youtube and all the videos and like you can kind of just see everyone's story and then you start to realize that there are no real lines and everyone's just kind of the same everywhere like we all cry we all bleed like
0: yeah i mean you can see like these big like the wizard of oz like traditional wizard of oz like you know companies like these massive productions that you think are massive are just like <laughs> you just know how it all works now so it's like it's <laughs> a little bit more honest and a little bit more real you know yeah and you can see those pe those companies that uh you know relied on that and uh, don't shift with you know aren't don't um,
1: adapt change adapt. like what I
0: said yeah they're losing they're losing their grip so it's uh it's definitely an interesting time for sure
1: i th- i like transparency transparency is key that's what i like i like you just show your flaws just be who you are like express everything i think because i think it's a change in values jordan it's like america always lusted after dollars you know it's all about money and in the success that comes with it but i think it's changing now in the world to be more about like um people with skills you know like and skills can be empathy compassion um, you know, or even just like woodworking or whatever, like real tangible skills, not just some fake currency that doesn't exist. Yeah. So, because
0: well, it creates a, va- you know, your own personal value, an idea of self, self worth, you know, like yeah. I can do something, you know, as opposed to like, oh, I got a bunch of money, but I'm a fucking, I got nothing, you know, outside of that, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I love it. It's, it's an untouched, it's almost a, it's such a fucking, value it's so amazing how much currency there really is because every person is different you know what i mean it's like so everyone has different skills and different things and they can bring so much value and it's like we have social media and we can connect and it's just like it's just a new way of thing i always say humans are the new currency and i mean that in the sense that like we, we got to look at humans and treat them like you know we got to treat them like their money like it's worth something you know what i mean like everyone will die for money but like no one will give a fuck about their neighbor you know so like we all build our own characters up and are entertaining and aren't afraid to show our flaws, are brave, like, and show all that shit and inspire the people around us, This is like, that's worth more than money, you know?
0: Yeah, you gotta invest in yourself and invest in others, you know, invest in each other kind of thing.
1: I was talking to my homie the other day at the skate park, and it was funny, it was it was a young kid, and he was talking about a, his motivation, he, I don't know if it was his motivation, but he was like, said he had, like, a picture of a yacht or something on his wall, and I was like... What the fuck do you want a yacht for? Like, sit. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you're so young and you want a yacht. And I'm like, I'm like, would, we were talking about if you had billions of dollars? If you had billions of dollars, Jordan, what would you do with it? Billions? Yeah, I'm, I'm setting I, you up to fail. No,
0: probably why I don't, because I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do with
1: it. <laughs> All right, here's what I would do, and this is what I was telling the kid that wanted the yacht i was like i'll put enough money billions we're talking billions we're talking retarded let's say apple money i was like i would take enough to take care of my immediate family the people that i love and, and my umbrella and make sure we have enough money to live and just enough you know we have billions and then the rest i would just give it away like if jordan was like you know what i have a fucking sick ass brand i want to start and we're gonna make nothing but chain wallets i know they're not in style but fuck it i'd be like jordan you're my good homie. I love all the qualities. You've always been honest up front. Rad, I just give you a fucking million dollars. You go start your chain wallet. You live your dream. <laughs> I just give it away. Like, fuck it. I'd give it to artists that would, like, say fuck you. Like, make art that would just piss off the establishment. How funny would that be? Just give them yeah. tons of money to do crazy art. Like, build sculptures in weird places that are like, fuck you. Yeah. I would give it for creativity and ex- I, I'd. Take all that money and give it away to creative, passionate, expression people with expression. It'd be beautiful. It'd be a beautiful world.
0: Yeah, it's it's in in the in the pure simplest form. I agree. (laughs) But you know, there's the funny thing about money, dude, is that it changes people.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But
0: like, ah, it's such a tough one because you you know, especially people that might be like growing up, or you knew them as these, like, one person, but they've never, maybe they've never dealt with the temptations of money or something, they've never had it, and it's just, like, ends up being their downfall, you know what I mean? They get lost, because all of a sudden they have all this money, they don't even know what to do with it, because they've never had it, they've never experienced it, they've never valued it, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely, dude, that's why Not,
0: Not to tear apart that, I love that I ideology right there, or whatever, however you say it, but I'm just, then my brain started going, like, dude, it'd be tricky just to, like, how do you know, like, if you give this money to them that it's gonna be valued and you're gonna, you know what I mean? Alright,
1: what if, what if you give it to only people that you know have good hearts and that have the best intention, and then you take the rest of it, instead of just giving it to randos, you start building up better education systems, you start actually teaching real shit, like, schools that actually teach real shit and then charities humanity, like help people cure diseases like go to space like explore the cosmos like (laughs) (laughs) i know this is super, super stoner talk but i mean like there's so much cool shit we could create and do and like you could set and there's so many people that are passionate and like there's tons of like people that have dreams and like we could see them all if we could just value the right things you know what i mean like
0: I'd I'd invest it in sustainable energy.
1: Oh, dude, imagine if we could pay... If we, instead of doing wars and, like, investing in all this crazy shit that destroys everything, we put it into, like, trying to harness the energy of the sun. Because then we'd have more energy than we could ever fucking need. And you could literally go to Mars and, like, you'd have the power to do... To go crazy speeds, right? I mean, like I imagine, with if we didn't have to rely on oil and all this shit, and we just had all this technology and energy, unlimited energy. What the fuck could we do? Yeah, man, that's exciting to me. That seems fucking awesome.
0: And you might, I mean, at this point, you probably won't get assassinated either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but it's a slow change. It's a slow change because it's a
0: slow change. You don't want to go. You don't want to make too much noise because they'll shut you down pretty quick. <laughs>
1: yeah but I'm, I'm a crazy skateboarder so no one will believe anything i say like they're like He's, yeah, you're just
0: crazy at that yeah, point. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah,
1: Good but, on, I think, but I, that's what i was saying earlier i was like it's a slow change like people don't like change they no. people don't what? like to give up anything like especially those who have a lot they don't want to give it up because they probably they probably did some crazy shit for it for that money yeah. maybe like started wars and people dying over it and shit <laughs> you know I mean?
0: Yeah, no doubt. I wouldn't want
1: to give that money up either, or that power, or that influence, or any of that crazy. Hey,
0: you know it's cool though. The more I see out here, like um, the solar panels like on um, commercial like building parking lots. They're putting up like, uh, like basically like solar panel like roofings on all the parking lots.
1: Wow, see. seeing
0: that a ton out here now. It's pretty rad.
1: Yeah, that's it's a slow change, man. We're in the middle of change. That's why everyone's like they're like, everything's so turbulent, it's like, the world's crazy, it's like, it's just in a change, a transition period, and it's, those are never peaceful times, those are just, it changes, like, it's like when you grow, like, if you're a plant, and you're growing something, it's not, you know, giving birth isn't a good experience, but it brings life, you know, like. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you gotta fucking ruffle the feathers from time to time.
1: <laughs> uncomfortable.
0: Also, that's uncomfortable. Right. That's what Barty told me the other, or the other week, Who's so I haven't seen him in Jeff a while, Hardy? but he was like, He's like, this year there's going to be a major conscious shift, you know. And, like, I think, you know, he's right, man. It's definitely, you notice it more so now than ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think when people's resources tighten up and, you know, like, it has happened, you know? For me, it's not a change. I'm bathing in it because I grew up poor. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I was already like, on, this is like, I'm doing better than I was doing, you know what I mean? It's like growing up in a recession and then you pull out of a recession and you're like, there's nothing but silver linings ahead, apparently. So, same, same, for me, it's just moving upwards, you know? For other people, it's not. But I agree, I think when everything shortens up, People start to appreciate more, and then it's all like, all right, let's, let's let things go a little better this way, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, no doubt. I think, you know, I'm still in the hub of like, there's still money where I'm at, so I think I'm pretty, like, I got a skewed view of like how gnarly, yeah, like it's gotten for some areas because, you know, LA, San Diego, Southern California, I mean, there's money here, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for the most part, I don't, you don't see like you know people complain like oh i'm so broke and whatnot but it's like dude you're fine (laughs) (laughs) when it comes you know in comparison to other areas like you're fine dude yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm like uh i know i'm talking all crazy and hippie-ish and shit but like i'm not opposed to like people having wealth or money either i just think it should be earned you know without, like, without a doubt because when you earn it then you're appreciated that much you know what i mean and, and you got to earn it with ethics you can't just like earn it by like being the evilest fucker alive like you earned it because you're the only motherfucker that I pushed that button <laughs> you know what i mean not an, nonsense an honest
0: think. fuck is the hardest thing you'll ever earn dude
1: yeah how do you feel about skating like all the accolades like you've won a lot of contests and you got a pro board and do you have a shoe on vox
0: yeah, I got so, a pro shoe on box.
1: So, how do you feel about all those? Like, what's your outlet? Like, because you went from hucking and chucking and praying and just trying to figure it out and hang on to skating and... Yeah. Like, how do those things feel to you? I mean, you can... Um, you see my wall.
0: Was, I can't see Oh, yeah, that's right. Things. Well,
1: I have all my boards behind me on my wall in my office, like, because I'm so hyped on them. Like, to me, it meant a lot, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are definitely milestones, uh... Turning pro is like a milestone, you know, and I turned pro when I was almost I was like twenty four when I turned pro, so you know, I already had put some years in. Um Hell yeah. So I think it it definitely meant a lot more, you know, at that point because uh, you know, you definitely worked for it. But you know, I never really I guess I've always just had my head down grinding. I haven't really stopped to like think, like, sit back and really think about um think about everything take it all in for what it is you know um
1: you've done some. with that sorry to cut you off but to say i'm maybe i'm rubbing your nuts a little too much but uh you've done some shit that is scary on a skateboard like have you ever felt like i don't know i think i feel like you've earned it
0: (laughs) yeah well i thank you i mean i feel like
1: I mean, scary as in like, how did this dude have the balls to do this and then pull it off? Like, you've pushed the limit in some aspects for sure. In the same way that I respect, like a Heath chart is what I'm saying.
0: Wow, jeez, oof, that's oh, a, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's those are way too big issues to fill, but um.
1: But in a, in a, in like that gnarly factor is what I'm saying. You know how some? Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, know like I said earlier, he's one of my he's one of the, my. The dudes, you know, the greatest dudes to ever do it, and I, I always looked up to him and watched. It, and I think I, I always like clung to that um, style of skating, you know, yeah. the bigger stuff. And the dudes that did it with finesse was just like, wow, these guys, you know, they they do they make big scary shit look so perfect. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, I mean, obviously, growing up, you want to emulate those dudes, and and but at the same time, you got to push the bar because you got to make your mark, right? so... Yeah um, yeah, it was, it was definitely, you know, trying to, trying to, um, do their work justice and, and, and show respect to what they've done and then try to, you know, push it further in, you know, some regard or whatever. But, um, what I wanted to say was that, uh, you know, you know, you, you say you earned it, but the one thing is that, uh, I do feel like, yeah, I, I put in a lot of, you know, work, and, and I appreciate everything that uh, my sponsors and, and people who have stuck by me over the years have, have done for me, but I have never really felt like skateboarding owed me anything, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what, it's not like I want to be like, uh, yeah, I deserve this, and I'm supposed to be here. It's like, dude, I'm not, who's to say you're supposed to be here? There's, like you said, hundreds, thousands of dudes that were remarkable at skating, and where are they now? Or you've never even heard of them, you know? Yeah. And it's just, uh you know I don't know what the X factor is to like make you make it or make you know not but it's just you know I, skateboarding was the only thing that I really 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 loved and uh, I want I knew I wanted to be a part of it and I was willing to take all those steps like I left my family in Canada I left my friends in Vancouver like I got a green card like a company took a chance on me and and I just needed that little opportunity and I felt like I was something I was always good at was given a little opportunity, I'd make the most of it, so, um, and I think that's, you know, uh, just the willingness to be like, yeah, let's, let's see what happens, you know what I mean, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, so I think, uh, just kind of being a yes man has kind (laughs) of worked out the way it has, you know?
1: I think, I mean, I think what I mean is, like, I look at things as, like, a life move, kind of, and, like, to to be brave enough to decide, like, that you're going to fall, whether it's skateboarding or whatever it is, that's why I was, like, kind of real appreciative about the acting thing, It's like, just to make a choice and then go after something and achieve it, you know what I mean? Like, to be able to, especially something as juvenile as skateboarding, because it's, like you almost have to fight even harder to make it happen because the world wants you to grow the fuck up so when i say like earn it i mean like you earned it because you h- held on to your dream you know what i mean like whatever right. your dream is like you didn't want to let it go and there's a lot of the dudes that could have done it and didn't do it and there's people that just had bad breaks you know there's always like bro right. there's always broken cars on the side of the road it just happens it's unfortunate right But but there's I just feel like to earn that, to hang on to something and and put blood, sweat, and tears into it, that's why I kind of asked about the boards and stuff like that. Like, to me, every single one, I'm like, I've been fighting my whole life for this. Like, I love skateboarding so much, and I don't want to grow the fuck up. I want to skateboard forever. I want to do what I love. I love skateboarding, you know? And it's just like, to hang on to it for how many long and get as far down the road as both of us have, like, that's pretty fucking i don't know i think you earned it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you too man i think we both earned it for all sure right, here's,
1: my, here's here's now that we're done masturbating each other anyways all right cool here's here's my list that i'm gonna masturbate you a little bit more here in my wall in my wall in my hallway i have a bunch of boards uh, hanging up and i have three boards that have signatures
0: mm-hmm.
1: one is your board thank you very much
0: which one which one was it is it the uh, beanie one
1: on on Hoff switch. It's
0: uh, the first one. That's the yeah. first. That was my first promo.
1: You signed it. I'm Hell yeah. Offering you this as a token of our friendship. Perfect. Yeah, it was genius. And uh, so I <laughs> I have a Jordan Hoffart sign board on my wall, and then the other two is Zaire Bassett, which is like directly across, and it's his nice. Cape Cape Cod board where he's from. Sick. Signed, and then the last one. This is who. This is the company that you're with, Jordan. In my eyes, because I'm hyped. Um. Danny Way signed Plan B, PJ Ladbord. Wow! Yeah, Danny Way came to the skate park that we throw the New England Am contest at, and he yeah. did he did an episode of Time Warp, and I got to be involved in it. <laughs> Sick,
0: dude! Hell yeah! Did you ever see that show? I I know what show you're talking about. I can't. I don't. I never. I don't think I ever watched it. No, I got no. It, it
1: God, was God. super slow mo, like before, like basically your iPhone could do it. So it was like super slow mo, all the tricks and shit. And uh, yeah. I got to skate with Danny Way, and I got him to sign that PJ Lab board because PJ's from here, and I, I like his skating as well. So,
0: that's dope.
1: Yeah, so you're made my hallway, dude.
0: Sick, dude. Well, hey, I, I'm I'm gonna pull the bad friend card and say I don't have, I don't. Or actually, I don't. Ha- you're the bad friend. I don't have your fucking.
1: I know you gave me that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll have to. I'll have to exchange it now. But you did my podcast, so. I don't know how that works out. That's like you're being a good friend again and I'm now I'm negative in the hole too.
0: So. I it's is two and zip right. <laughs> <now>. <laughs>
1: no. Hell yeah. Um yeah, just, <laughs> I guess the way I kind of wrap this up is like is there if people want to talk to you, like I'm, I'm assuming you're on social media cuz you share stuff and you you don't Yeah. Yeah, how could people reach you if they have questions about your skateboarding or whatever or they just want to share something cool?
0: Yeah, I mean I say I'm most active on my Instagram which is at Going Hoff. Um I want I'd like uh to speak on that in a second actually. But um okay. I'd probably say just direct message me on that. Um Face, I'm not a huge fan of Facebook, to be honest with you. I'm on there, but it's more just to like, Post not just to be on there, I guess. I don't know. I don't, there's like a bunch of analytics and charts and shit, and they just kinda stress me out, and I don't really know how to use it that well, and I'm just like, ah, why is this so complicated, and it's like, you know, how to change your account into making money, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, I just like, don't, this just stresses me out, and I'm trying to get less stress in my life, so, I'd but- say, instagram's the easiest but uh one thing i wanted to say is um the going off thing i want a lot of people like don't really know like how to uh or i get a lot of mixed like emotional motions or feelings about that handle but for the record it was a joke (laughs) the whole thing's a joke so uh when i just get random people like you know, like thinking that I'm serious about it. Like he's like he's going off. Like this is a big fucking serious thing. And yeah, I don't know what I don't even know how you how you could, that could be confused. But just for the record, like it's just a joke.
1: You know, and <laughs> so you, chill, everyone chill out. You know, Jordan. <laughs> and this 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 is exactly why I do my podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because if people listen to my podcast, I can guarantee you they're going to be a Jordan fan i'll tell you that right now and if they're gonna go that graphic is fucking genius (laughs) that's why i like it dude because like before you had to rely on magazines and things to advertise and to get your feelings across my whole skateboard career i had such an in-depth story with how i grew up and like everything about it you know and i've always wanted to express myself because it's just growing up lonely and sad it's like now i want to express myself trying to do that in an interview and hoping people read it or trying to like imagery like i tried putting it on my board with like the tupac the rose that grew through concrete and like stuff like that but now it's just like you can with technology you can show them you can talk to them you can do videos it's just like you can put your heart out there be who you are share yeah. it with people they'll either like you or hate you they'll see yeah they'll see jordan's fucking hilarious He has uh, sense a humor he has humility and all these qualities that you can't translate unless it's this real
0: yeah, no, it's true. It's like you said, it's transparency at uh, at the realist level. So, um, no, I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing, you know. And uh, it's like you said, yeah, yeah. Uh, companies, his, you know, historically, companies uh, would make a version of you that sold the best, but like, or in their eyes, you know, you're kind yeah. of like a, a puppet.
1: What they thought was cool, or what they thought was the trend, or what they, whatever the fuck they're they're yeah. guessing.
0: Yeah exactly you didn't really have much say in like who you are and if you do that for too long sometimes you get lost and you don't really understand who you are you know or you're still it takes you a while longer to like learn who you are but I think nowadays it's a cool it's it's really cool because it's like you got a little bit more control you got a whole lot more control in like your own brand so to speak and you can kind of like take the bull by the horns kind of show the world what you're all about for sure
1: yep and that's that's what i'm saying and the more the and that's why i say the humans are the new currency because the more you're in touch with yourself and the more you're willing to show and express and be passionate exciting creative all that shit the more wealth you have the more people want to watch and cheer on because they see a bit of themselves you know and we're all connected now so fuck yeah jordan thank fuck you yeah. <laughs> Th- thank you so much for uh coming on the podcast man you seriously are like one of my favorite skateboarders in like not just skateboarders, because, like, we're both similar on the lines of skating. Like, same approach and everything. I respect that. But you're also a solid-ass dude. Like, I know we don't... We hang out here and there, and we only see each other, and we're skating or whatever. We don't get to kick it too hard. But this, nah. is why I do, this is why I do the podcast, so I can ask all about you and really get to know you and, like, share that with people. So thank you so much for being brave and coming on this motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed you over the holidays. I know we tried to connect briefly there, but yeah uh, it's time next time we're gonna let's link up and and actually go skating that'd be nice
1: yeah absolutely man <laughs> absolutely all right we'll get home to your to your lady and your ba- your babies
0: i appreciate it bud you I have a good you. night brother
1: later and I, oh before we hang up i'll jordan i'll make sure i send you an email um okay with everything all the links i put out an email for each episode so i send it to all my contacts i have a massive list of contacts of skate shops across and they all listen download which is amazing to me thank you so much to everyone that shows support and listen to podcasts and uh, so i'm gonna make sure that i get this out and i'll send it to you as well so you have it and you can share it with your connects and everyone that wants to hear about you
0: (laughs) perfect dude hell yeah good looking out man i appreciate it dude for sure
1: all right peace homie
0: Alright, later Dougie. Later. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation
1: is near. It's almost time. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. Say, come on. all my people where you at. Put your fist up. We gonna twist up. Say, come on. Come on. Experience the train. Hop the Come on. Experience rockin' with the reed. Flexion. E.